Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Dave here at Opposing the Matrix doing another solo show on the 2nd of July, 2020 at approximately 10, 11 p.m. is when we're starting this show or I'm starting this show or you're here listening or whatever. Um, I like wordplay, don't you? Speaking of wordplay, um, I've do, done two other shows solo. Um and and I always do a little disclaimer before I start these uh, solo shows, especially with the subject matter that I'm going to talk about tonight and have talked about in two previous shows. Um, I do believe that uh, names define a person. I've talked on earlier shows how there are some people that have certain names that I just don't get along with. Sorry, but it's true. And maybe many of you have found the same things. Um, you know, you go to work and you find out that a, a person's going to be working with you or you're in a new job and they stick you with somebody and it's got a name of somebody that traditionally you haven't gotten along with people with that name. And you go in, uh, hopefully you go in as a, as a believer in Yeshua or Jesus saying, okay, I'm going to try again. Here we go, Lord. I'm going to try again. So, um, and sometimes that works. Don't get me wrong, but most of the time it's another and complete failure and, you pray to get to get placed with somebody else. I was going to say stuck, but that's not a good way to put it. Um, so anyway, uh, and, and it's there are some physical traits of people that when you work with them, it's the same way too. Uh, uh, for instance, and if you have red hair, I'm sorry. Please don't hold it against me. But I don't get along very well with people with very red hair. Um, I try, and. For some reason, we just don't click. Um, although, you know, I don't hold that against them, and and I don't think that people with red hair are descendants of Nephilim or anything like that. Um, it's just that for some odd reason, uh, we don't click. From when I was a little boy in grade school all the way up to, well, I don't know anybody with with uh, very red hair right now, but um, but it's been traditionally true in my life, and. Um, and I'm like, I'll try to get along with anybody. Don't get me wrong. I'll try to get along with anybody. And um, and I do 99.9% of the times. And a lot of times it's because I have to put a little extra effort in to overcome this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a bad character trait of mine. You know, um, I'm willing to accept that. But there are just some people with certain names and other people that have... Um, uh, different features that I don't get along with. That's, that's all there is to it. You know, um, that having been said, I gotta, I gotta do a qualifier here. Um, being Italian and coming from, or Italian and Jewish and, and coming from, uh, the East coast. Um, I grew up with a quite eclectic, uh, group of people, um, from every race. So when I'm talking about this, I'm not necessarily talking about race. I'm not talking about race at all. Like actually, I'm just talking about certain uh, physical characteristics, um, and none of it has to do with skin color or a person's race. Okay, I was brought up by my mostly by my mother in this tradition that you treat everybody by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. It's worked very good for me. It's worked very good for the people that I've had contact with, and um, I've had uh, friends of. Every just about every color that I can think of, and every ethnicity that I can think of, and they're, they have been my friends, and they still are my friends, and we will be friends here and in heaven. 
and that's the binding factor right there is uh, faith in, in Yeshua or Jesus. If you're a Gentile and you uh, believe in Jesus, you, it's okay to say Jesus. It's uh, There are some messianics out there that try to fault you for that. Um, don't fall for that garbage, okay? Um, so anyway, uh, those things haven't been said. Uh, I went into this kind of skeptical <laughs> For the longest time, you know, I really mocked those people back in the 60s and 70s. Well, I didn't know the Lord in the 60s. Let's say the 70s and the 80s. That would look at different words and and they would ascribe um, uh, they would ascribe the letter A, uh, the numerical value of one B, numerical value of two, all the way to Z, with numerical numerical value of 26, and or they would take A and make it 6, B make it 12, and make it make every letter, every subsequent letter, uh, um, a um, a numeric uh, equivalent to the next six that that was up in line. Um, and you know what? The funny thing was, like the word computer, if you do that, comes out to be 666, and and uh, look at how the computers are being used nowadays. And you can see that the Antichrist system is using computers and it's using it against us and, and the whole rest of the world, of course. But it'll ultimately be used against people who do not want the Antichrist system in their life. And um, and because of that, I won't be able to buy or sell. And I'm beginning to think that maybe this... Uh, this uh, vaccination that they're making for us or trying to make for us for all, everybody to take, uh, saying that we won't be able to buy or sell, that that might have something to do with the mark of the beast. Um, that remains to be seen, um, but I don't see people getting injections in their foreheads, <laughs> uh, let alone their right hands. So uh, anyway, you know, we'll we'll just wait on that one and see what happens. I think enough people are going to rise up and say, no, you're not doing that to me. Uh, that it's not going to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you're going to notice probably tonight while I'm talking that every once in a while I get a little out of breath. I've had a little um, thing going on where I've been a little short of breath, and um, hopefully that's getting better, and I think it is. It sure seems to be. So if I uh, pronounce a lot of short sentences or or draw a lot of breaths, please excuse that. And if it's annoying, I apologize ahead of time. I know that uh, now that I told you about it, you're going to realize it, and then it's probably going to be annoying. But uh, anyway, um, out of sight, out of mind, so to speak, and I brought it all into your mind, so you're you're all going to know it. Um, there's some crazy stuff going on before we get into this stuff. Um, uh, the governor of, of our wonderful state of Oregon, who is um, about as communist as they come, um, I think uh, Lenin. She's got some Lenin, Lenin Trotsky genes in her uh, in her um, genetic code somewhere. Has decided that she is going to uh, eliminate due process in the time of uh, emergencies. <laughs> uh, and I had a laugh. One Republican uh, senator or congressman, a state senator or congressman here in Oregon, said, "Well, if you're not breaking the law, what are you worried about?" Well, you know. For a long time, it wasn't against the law to be Jewish in Germany, and then all of a sudden it was. Uh, so all they got to do is change the law, and then uh, due process um, doesn't count. And uh, uh, frankly, for that person calling themselves a Republican to say something like that, um, they're going to get a nice letter from me uh, <laughs> because it's a stupid comment. But um, 
anyway, um, yeah, so we got that going on. We've got now we have to wear masks wherever we go. And a lot of people here in Oregon are fighting against that. It's the oops, I forgot my mask syndrome. Um, and, and also the people that are asthmatic, uh, kind of like I am, um, we can get away with it. Although, you know, people can refuse this entry into stores if they want to. Um, we were in a Verizon wireless store today and we were told we had to wear a mask. And I, even though I explained to them that it makes it difficult to breathe, I still had to wear it. Uh, they understood when I stepped away for a few minutes to the, uh, like far corner of the store and removed the mask so I could take a few breaths of, uh, of uh, O2 instead of CO2. Uh, and, you know, so they, they basically the, the girl's, uh, explanation was blame Kate Brown. And, uh, which I have no problem doing. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, that, that's our wonderful governess, by the way, the, the, uh, the dictator, the, uh, the governess, the, uh, the Trotskyite, the, uh, the Leninist, the Stalinist that we have run in Oregon. And, um, so anyway, we got that going on and we, uh, it seems like, uh, a lot of the, um, uh, Antifa stuff has kind of started to settle down in some of the cities. And, uh, I had to read it. I had a laugh because I read an article today where they were saying that, uh, oh yeah, it goes, it goes back even farther and you'll get a kick out of this. Um, the, the governor, excuse me, the mayor of Portland or, um, no, it couldn't have been the mayor of Portland because it was a woman and the mayor of Portland's a man. But anyway, one of the higher officials, yeah, up in the Portland area was very sympathetic towards Antifa until they marched on her house. And then all of a sudden she was claiming that they were terrorists and thugs. And then all of a sudden, um, Oh, okay. I got it all mixed up. This is Seattle. Yeah. The mayor of Seattle is a woman. Okay. Um, so anyway, so now they're terrorists and thugs and, uh, their, their arrest was called for. And, uh, they said in the newspaper that a lot of these Antifa guys who are real brave out there, when they're wearing their arm pads and their uh, their shoulder pads and everything else and and carrying big sticks that when they're stuck in these cells with these career criminals that uh, things aren't going so well for them you know uh, i guess being pinned under some guy named bubba for uh, a couple of nights and um, we won't go any farther with what might happen when in that occasion but uh, it's probably not a good thing you know so uh, some people have to learn things the hard way, unfortunately, and um, they're finding out what a what a, uh, a jail is like. And uh, um, hopefully, when they when they come to power someday and they start throwing Christians in jail, or Messianic Jews, or Jews, or even Jews, um, that uh, they'll have a little bit of mercy and realize that it's not a pretty not a pretty place to be, and uh, they'll cut us some slack. Um, Anyway, so I feel the urge, and since it's uh, 20 after 10, and I don't want to be up half the night. I've been doing that a lot. I was up till I think, 2, no, 1, one o'clock this morning, finishing up the uh, one on uh, Joe Biden that we're going to look at tonight. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so if you go to if you go online and you go to Google and you type in Gematria, and it's G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A, and then you type in generator, you know, the, one of the first things that comes up is what you want. And you click that in and, and, um, over it's a generator. It's, it's a machine, uh, basically that, uh, takes letters and turns them into numbers and then finds other words that are made that have the same numeric value. And over the years, people have put things in there, 
uh, to see what the num numeric value is. And if it your what you put in there matches something, then this list comes up with all these things that match what you put in there. Okay. Um, now, mind you, there are some stupid things, and we'll go into that tonight a little bit. Uh, there's some things that are so stupid I didn't even include them in the list. Uh, some people have put their names in there and uh, mis have mistakenly saved it into the database. So um, when when you're looking at their names and you go into Google to see if they're anybody important, you don't even find them. Um, and there are, there are some people that have put in um, uh, typo errors in there. And um, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to count that because that one vowel that you put in there could make the difference, a big difference. You know, and, and I don't want that. I'm sorry. But um, anyway, so it's it's not a perfect thing. And, uh, of course, we know the only perfect uh, numerologist is God, and he uses a lot of uh, numerology in his own way in the Bible. Uh, the, tw the number 12 is very important to him. 7, 3, uh, 40 is another one. 40 days, 40 nights. Um, 400 is another one. Anyway, um he uses it a lot in scripture and, and sticks to it a lot too. So, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, it's what it said in Philippians about Jesus Christ or Yeshua HaMashiach. And, um, so he's not going to change. He never changes. And, um, he's original. He's not a, a, a counterfeiter like the other side, uh, Lucifer or Satan is. So uh, anyway, um, I, I typed in Charles Ellis Schumer. I like to type in whole names because, um, again, uh, the word Ellis could be very defining in a person's name. Um, the word Schumer, of course, is, is a surname, and Charles is uh, is the the name of the person. So um, having a whole name is important, and, and you'll see when we go into uh, Joe Biden, I put in Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., and I spell Jr. out J-U-N-I-O-R, not J-R with a period, because I think that's the correct spelling, and um, and that's what I did. So, But anyway, so I looked up Charles Schumer, and I did a Gematria study on him, and the first words that came up, the first phrase was God's encoded keys. Now, if you know any science, you know that uh, this refers to the DNA sequence of human beings. Uh, if Chuck Schumer is a creature that's been uh, a manipulate, that's been or had a manipulation of DNA, or if he's a, some kind of chimera, um, or even a, a, a partially nephilim, that remains to be seen. And again, we can't jump to conclusions like that, right? We have to wait to see um, some physical proof. And I mean some really strong physical proof. Um, and even then, you know, I, I refer back to God and I and refer back to prayer uh, because in that case, I um, the the error margin is a lot less. So, um, so, and uh, we're going to look down below. It says, "See the paragraph about reptilian affiliation below." Okay, the second word that came up was divine, D-I-V-I-N-E. Now Schumer hasn't made any claims to divinity. <laughs> Not that I know of, anyway. Um, if you didn't know that, he's he's Jewish. He was brought up Jewish, and he's still Jewish. Uh, although it's not clear if he's devout, a look at, at his um, his life doesn't show anything. Um, he well, anyway, we'll go into that later. Um, he does support gay and lesbian causes as well as abortion. 
So all things that uh, God clears to be, to be abomination, Chuck Schumer tends to be for. So divine um, is kind of antithesis of what his name means. And you'll find that when you use the Gematria, if you do, that um, it, it's going to give you things that describe the person and things that describe the opposite of how the person acts, okay? So divine, uh, basically, in this context, means the opposite of who he is, the antithesis. Um, and describes, of course, the only one that's really divine, and that's our, our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ. Uh, for, I think for the sake of uh, my voice and everything from now on, it's just going to be Yeshua HaMashiach. Since I've introduced him as in both names as being the same person, when I say Yeshua HaMashiach, it means basically Jesus the Messiah in Hebrew, and you will know that I'm talking about Jesus the Christ, okay? Now, the next words that come into into play with uh, Chuck Schumer or Charles Ellis Schumer, uh, God's in Zodiac, okay? Now, let me um, let me go back and uh, let me see. I don't have it in the paragraph. Um, there's a video that's circulating around of Chuck, Chuck Schumer um, walking down an aisleway, and he talks to a couple people, and he comes up to his chair in the Senate, and he looks at the chair, and he shoes somebody out of the chair. However, there's nobody there. Now, that's kind of bothersome. And I work in an environment uh, with people that are like that. And um, so he's seeing unseen others. But um, so anyway, uh, God is, God, God's in the zodiac. Any person who has, uh, is seeing unseen others sitting in their chair has one of two things going. Either Schumer's an inherent of the occult, or he's schizophrenic. Uh, in either case, he probably uh, he probably participates in the practice of reading the stars. And having worked with the mentally ill uh, for quite a few years, I found that it's rare that schizophrenics do not practice astrology. It's funny people that are schizophrenic um, usually will will cleave to um, uh, religion in one form or another. Um, many times they will become uh, almost like super Christians. Um, and, but a lot of times that's reserved for people that are bipolar in nature, but, um, they do tend to, to run towards, uh, some kind of religious affiliation. Um, most of the time it's new age or it's the occult or something like that. But every once in a while, you'll see one of them run towards Christianity or they'll become more devout Jews or more devout Mormons or whatever. But, um, they still see, uh, unseen others and hear unseen others in many cases. And, um, and I'm starting to take a different look at schizophrenia, uh, especially with Project Bluebeam out there and um, and all the other things that the government's doing that maybe uh, maybe schizophrenia is uh, more than just uh, an imbalance of chemicals in the mind or demons whispering in somebody's ear. Um, yes, somebody might be whispering in a schizophrenic's ear, but it might be... Uh, might be somebody um, at a military base somewhere that has this person's code uh, coded into their computer. And um, we did a very interesting experiment when I was going through nursing school because I knew I was going to go into this sort of nursing. And and so what happened was we it involved uh, me or the person sitting in the chair. It involved two other people and a person sitting in front of me. Now, the person sitting in front of me was supposed to be conducting an interview of me Um like I was going to be um, admitted into a psych ward, okay? Um, 
Now, the person to the left of me had a little, uh, made a little cone out of paper and was speaking into my ear quite loudly, saying religious things. The person in my right ear had this, a cone that was, you know, pointed at my ear, very close to my ear, like the person on the left. And they were speaking thoughts like, kill him. Uh, he's no good for you. He's trying to hurt you um, and things like that. So one was... Um, one was speaking religious stuff and the other one was speaking uh, murderous and uh, very um, harmful things for the person to do. And uh, all while this other person was trying to interview me. So the whole thing, of the, the whole matter was that uh, when you're interviewing somebody uh, that, that has schizophrenia or, or schizoaffective that uh, sometimes you have to um, speak three or four times and, um, and also, if you know somebody that's schizophrenic and they listen to earphones, don't don't knock them for it because what they're doing is trying to drown out the voices that are talking to them. And um, and I I went into my my practice or my my field of uh, work um, very skeptical about schizophrenics, and I've had a very big change in uh, in my my thoughts about it. Um, I went in thinking that it was all demonic, and now I'm I'm having second and third. Um, opinions about it and um so knowing what i know about project blue beam and um and all the other things that the government has out there i think it's quite possible that a lot of these people would be healed if we could find these machines that they're using to to broadcast to the wavelengths that the people's have in, in their brains and if we could destroy those machines i think a lot of schizophrenia would go away um that's my thought um I know that the doctors I work with would be very skeptical and I don't voice things like this around them because I don't want to become a patient instead of a nurse. Um, okay. Anyway, so we did gods in the Zodiac. Now there's, there's another one that's called one four four and it's spelled out O N E F O U R F O U R. Okay. This really interested me and, um, I almost erased it thinking, ah, there's nothing to this. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't, um, Typing 144 into a Google search engine yielded that it's a, it's, uh, it is meditation music, actually. It's listened to for about 10 seconds, or I listened to for about 10 seconds and turned it off because it was very subtle, uh, chanting occurring in the background with some very melodious music. And, but I saw it for what it was. I've, I dabbled a little bit in Buddhism and Hinduism when I was younger and searching and, and I saw that it was actually a mantra that was being pronounced in the background. Now, um, on, uh, on the page where the music was offered, and I wish I would have written it down here, and I apologize for not doing that, uh, there was a sentence that I looked up. The sentence read, and uh, right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that when, when I read this out loud, that it does not affect anybody, that it's just going to be words that they hear, it's not going to be a chakra. It's not going to be a, a mantra. It's just going to be words that we're going to use for uh, reference purposes and for study purposes. In Yeshua's name, I pray amen and amen. And the reason I do that, folks, is because sometimes sometimes you might read something like this and the person's been dabbling in something and it just something gets switched on and, you know, they, it's not good. So <clears throat> prayer protection before I read anything like this ever. Um and the words are Am, Maya, Ma, Kita, Ra, Ku, Ana, Pe, Ana, Mu. Now I looked up the phrase and found it, it meant it, what it means. It, it was a mantra. And, um, 
it is uh, it's a light language asking for the mighty I am, which I found interesting, uh, the presence and soul to merge with the physical body. Okay. In other words, it was a plea for an entity, and I'm not saying the great I am of the Bible, uh, a counterfeit, uh, for an entity that doesn't have any affiliation with yod vav um, the God of the Bible, and uh, to for them to enter into them, uh, the one that's chanting the mantra, or you could say to enter into the one that's listening to it because they're listening to it in order to receive something from it, and it's not necessarily going to be a good thing. Now, as I mentioned above, uh, Chuck Schumer is involved in strange things and uh, that he might even be psychotic. Now, psychotic people are drawn to occult things, much like moths are drawn to the light. And uh, But when moths are draw, drawn to the light, a lot of times it leads to the, their deaths because they cling to the light and the light's hot. Uh, back when we used to have hot lights, now they have LEDs, so it doesn't really kill the moths. It's too bad, but... Um, I have no doubt that Chuck Schumer would listen to this sort of new age chanting, maybe to keep the entity out of his chair and it's in its seat. <laughs> Who knows? You know, um, I don't know him personally, <clears throat> but I do know other people that were new age or are new age and, uh, and, and strange things are done to, uh, to protect them from, uh, unseen others. Just like some medications are given to, uh, schizophrenics to, so that they don't hear from uh, unseen or unheard others, unseen others, excuse me. Okay, now the next um, phrase that comes under uh, um, Charles Ellis Schumer is the first and the last. Now, having observed Chuck Schumer for some time, because <laughs> I have, I'm not stalking him or anything, but I like to, to watch him. I like to watch people, how they act and and uh, and what they do, how they hold themselves and how they their gait when they walk and stuff like that. It's just part of being a nurse. It's something that you do. Um, it's kind of like playing who's a spy at the airport, kind of. Um, now, um, <clears throat> now it could. There are indications that Chuck Schumer is a Type A personality, um, and if you've run into those, basically they're people that have to always be right, and uh, they're very strong in their opinions and in the way they do things. Um, it's possible that he has a borderline personality disorder um, and would be one reason why um, President Trump sometimes refers to him as crying Chuck <clears throat> because borderline people do anything they can to get their way, um, including crying when it doesn't need, when it's not needed. Um, uh, <clears throat> such a person thinks that the world revolves around them and they'll use any kind of manipulation to make a person think that they are ultimate, the ultimate authority in any or all subjects in life, uh, love and other matters of life, that is. Um, Schumer uh, has the ability to humiliate the lowest of men who question his authority, and he tries to intimidate people in high position, um, a.k.a. such as the President of the United States. He, he never admits error and always takes credit for accomplishments, which are, which is why he's a minority leader in Senate right now. And, and if the Senate ever flips to the left, he will be the majority leader, um, if he's still there. And I gotta put a comma there, so. Okay. Another word that comes up or phrase is financially stable. <clears throat> now to his credit, and I, I do believe in giving credit where credit's due. Um, Chuck Schumer is not a rich magnet. 
His wealth is 47th at all of the senators, and his estimated net worth is about $1,122,521, and that was in 2018. Of course, many people in politics have ways to hide their wealth, and uh, that may or may not be the case with Chuck Schumer. <clears throat> that being said, it appears that Schumer is financially stable and not wanting for anything except for maybe more power, but he's not like the Pelosi's of this world who went in um, you know, basically a baseline in, um, in wealth and have accumulated, uh, millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of wealth while they've been in office or they've helped their spouses to do so, um, through, uh, okaying deals and, and, uh, accepting bribes and things like that. Um, allegedly. Okay. Let me put that in there. Allegedly. <clears throat> That's, I love that word because it gets you out of so many things. Um, now, there's another number sequence that came up, 414, and it's spelled out with the words again, 414. Now, as I was researching this, I was led to look at the uh, Four Horsemen of Revelation. That's the first thing that came to my brain, so I went with it. Uh, the Four Horsemen riding, <clears throat> the fourth horseman riding a pale horse, and some say it's like a pale green, which represents death. The first horseman is the conqueror riding the white horse. Um, if this number of the horses represents Schumer, and I realize that this is a stretch, okay, it could mean that he will somehow bring death, uh, then he will conquer, and then bring death again. Now, Schumer happens to be like his peers in that um, he's biting at the bit for a vaccine to be developed for COVID-19. If you ever friend him or, or follow him on Twitter, <laughs> It's very apparent. Um, the guy's obsessed with a uh, vaccine for COVID-19. Um, Schumer has always been, uh, also been vehemently opposed to the use, use of hydrochloroquine slash azithromycin cocktail uh, to treat the COVID-19 outbreak, although many doctors and scientists attest that it works, and even President Trump takes it as a prophylaxis. Uh, by denying uh, the use of a drug mixture that works to cure COVID-19, he is, in effect, sanctioning the murder of people with the infection. Not letting him get better and knowing that this stuff works is, in effect, in my eyes, murder. Um, so the scenario goes like this. The dark horse endorses death so that he can conquer by advocating for a vaccine that will not work and will ultimately lead to the death of many more people. Pale, white, pale, or death, conquer, and then death again. And it could be that the vaccine also is uh, is going to be used for other purposes, like marking people or um, or something like that. So uh, it may get, it may be much deeper than I'm approaching here. Now another phrase came up: the eternal life prophet. Now I haven't found anything to determine that this means anything at this time. There is a guy out there or was a guy named the eternal life prophet or he called himself that, but he's very, not very popular. And I think he may be dead now. Okay. The next phrase is Albert Pike campground. And if you know anything about the Masons, you're going to really get freaked out about this <clears throat> or you're going to see it t- really ties in. Um, now <clears throat> there could be a corresponding link here. Um, and that is that Albert Pike was the leader of the Masonic movement and several sources. Some of, um, some of the Masonic say that Chuck Schumer is a Mason. 
It's also common knowledge that he's just a first degree, and that's what I've read in several places. So he probably didn't get in for the benefit that it, it so he probably got into it for the benefit that it would get him elected or, or help him in the elections and within the political and business world. Uh, why the Masonic order would only allow him to progress is a mystery, but it's a mystery religion, right? Um, because they usually like men like they usually like men like Schumer to advance to the highest degree so that he can be controlled more. And maybe Chuck Schumer knows the truth about the higher orders of Masonic Lodge. And that's why he never got into it. And I don't think they're very um, they're very friendly towards Jews either. Uh, they say they, they accept all religions, but uh, I think they do discriminate. Now, another phrase that came up um, talking about Chuck Schumer and his numeric value is the second trumpet. Or just the word second trumpet. Now, um, at the second trumpet of Revelation, a great celestial body falls into the ocean and it kills a third of the fish and destroys a third of the ships. Now, whether this happens during Chuck's lifetime or if he will be instrumental in the restoration after this event, that remains to be seen. <clears throat> but it's interesting. And, and keep in mind now that it's also if he if it does have something to do with him, he, it means he's going to be around during that time. Okay, the time that the trumpets blow. So, uh, and because that's going to factor in a little later, I do believe. <clears throat> Please excuse me. I, um, I, you know, with everything that's going on, I got a little bit of a uh, thing down in my throat. And every once in a while, it gives me a rasping voice. I sound like Rod Stewart reading this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um. The next phrase that comes up is hissing like serpents. Well, this really drew my attention. Now, there are videos online that show Chuck Schumer uh, having what appears to have a reptilian look to his eyes. Now, I realize that this can be done very easily with the right software. So whether it's true or not, you know, you decide. I'm not going there. Um, now, whether it's true or, or some sort of camera angle that causes... This remains to be seen. I don't discount that there are fallen angelic forces that have taken on human appearances, such and this is a scriptural matter. Um, however, one has to ask why some elected officials get reelected time after time, again, when uh, they do not appear to do anything good for their constituents. Are people like Schumer, Pelosi, Feinstein, and others that have made elected office uh, their their profession, basically, um, are they some sort of being other than human or part that? Now, I lean towards this theory, basically. You know, like I said, I can't prove it, but um, you got to admit that if a person gets reelected and they've been in office 40 years or for, for many, many terms, um, they got something going for them, and it's not all personality. It's not all what they've done for their constituents. Uh, but again, I leave that up to you guys uh, to make up your own determinations. And uh, and if he is, um, remember that uh, the battle is the Lord's and don't do anything stupid. OK, uh, pray for him. Um, if he's not, maybe he'll get saved. If he is, then uh, maybe the Lord will just put a damper on things that he's trying to do and he'll get out of office. Um now, the next phrase that came up is Facebook discontinues. Now, um, the only parallel that I know 
and personally at that, is that if you are hypocritical or hypercritical of Chuck Schumer, you go to Facebook jail. And if you continue to get kicked off of Facebook, if you continue, you'll get kicked off of Facebook. Facebook will con- will discontinue your membership, basically. Now, while I have been placed in Facebook jail a time or three, I've never been discontinued, but others have. Um, and the same thing with Twitter and the other, a lot of other social formats. That's why a lot of people are going to we, uh, MeWe or WeMe, MeWe, uh, to replace Facebook, and they're going to uh, Parler to replace Twitter. Um, much more friendly atmosphere, and uh, you don't get, uh, you don't feel like you have to watch what you're saying or writing uh, when you <laughs> when you write something or say something because uh, they're not like that. Um, where Facebook gets their uh, uh, people that fed information, I, I seriously doubt that they're real humans doing it. It's probably uh, machines that don't know how to. Um, uh, well, for lack of better words, that don't know how to operate under the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law. Um, I just got kicked off of Twitter not too long ago for being hypercritical of all people, Chuck Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi. I think that's what got me kicked off anyway, but they never gave me a reason why. And when I protested it um, and asked what I did wrong, I never got an answer. Um so that that tells me that there's not really people that are operating this. It's probably a computer. Um, anyway, the next phrase that came up is Sarah is truth. Now, I searched it and came up with a lot of um, a lot of things by Sarah Sanders. Uh, she's the former press secretary for President Trump. Man, she was magnificent, um, and she was quite adept at refuting the lies of Senator Schumer, who constantly tried to throw Trump under the bus while Sanders worked for Trump. She was, in fact, very uh, oriented and correctly refuted the lies of Schumer on several occasions, um, innumerable occasions, I should have put here. Um, the next phrase that comes up, <laughs> yeah, guess what? This comes up under um, the next guy, too. <clears throat> U.S. President Obama, in those three words, and it's U.S., just U and S, okay? Uh, no periods. <clears throat> Now, it's no secret that Chuck Schumer had a good working relationship with Trader Obama, and I will call him that um, as long as I have a voice to speak. It's sort of uncanny how Schumer uses the same type of language and mannerisms when, when referring to President Trump that Obama used. It seems like Schumer and Obama were schooled by the same people or that they have the same writers. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, uh, Siri decided to jump in on uh, our conversation, which I find very interesting. Um, and I'll look in later to see what, uh, Siri was trying to say to me. Yes, I'm an Apple fanatic, sorry. But, um, when, when Siri comes on like that without being, um, I might have said serious. That's probably what brought it up. But anyway, um, a lot of times, as a matter of fact, I had to go to a court case one time and I had to shut Siri off altogether. Uh, because I didn't want to be up on a stand and, and have Siri start spouting stuff off. The judge probably wouldn't have liked that too much. Anyway, so he did say, okay, uh, and we did uh, U.S. President Obama and how it's uncanny about how they use the same mannerisms and speech and everything, almost like they have the same writers, especially when they're talking about President Trump. Okay. 
the next uh, the next words that came up were the brain eating retards. And I want to see what I wrote here because I really don't remember. Uh, while research does not find any direct connection of Chuck Schumer eating human brains, like it's proven Hillary Clinton does, it does not mean that it's not true. And uh, Schumer is an Illuminist. There's no denying that. And uh, it's known that many Illuminati higher-ups do practice cannibalism, as exhibited by Hillary Clinton's bizarre, excuse me, bizarre facial expressions, her uneasy gait, her fainting spells, which are all symptoms of a disease called Kuru, and it's a disease brought about by eating human gray matter or brains. Um, if we ever obtain evidence that Schumer is actually practicing cannibalism, only heaven will know. Um, another thing is that if, if he is um, practicing Judaism, he will not eat human brains um, or human anything. It just goes against... Um, it goes against Judaism, and it's right up there with uh, worshiping other gods. Um, anyway, another uh, phrase that comes up is Book of Zion. Now, Chuck Schumer has not offered any books about Zion. I looked. I checked. Um, <clears throat> I know he's a, a supporter of Zion or Israel. Uh, there is a correlation that should be considered. <coughs> There's a pamphlet titled The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. It's it's really only fit for um, lining bird cages and, and maybe if you could make it thin enough uh, using it for toilet paper or wrapping dead fish. That would be another thing for it. Um, it's been attributed to be a book that exposes the, the supposed takeover of the world by Jews. In reality... The book uh, has been rewritten to defame Jews, but it was originally authored by in Tsarist Russia uh, before the revolution to de defame the elite, uh, the elite class of uh, Gentiles that were responsible for finance, the financial ills of Russia before the Bolshevik Revolution. Chuck Schumer's constant treasonous acts in the name of progressivism while he serves as senator does tend to bolster this falsity. Um, that is presented in the pamphlet's present form. Uh, in other words, it, what it's describing, Schumer is practicing, but I um, I don't think that he's a Zionist that would be a traitor to the United States of America. Um, like like that book or that pamphlet um, asserts. And, uh, you know, just put in whatever country's name it, and you want when it comes to that. But... Um, it's 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 a piece of garbage. Like I said, it's only good for wrapping dead fish and lining bird cages. And um, in in a perfect world, um, someday it will be banned, and uh, copies of it will probably be uh, gathered up. And uh, well, the Bible talks about Israel using the tools of the enemy and burning them for seven years. Well, that would be a good one right there. Okay. Now another uh, phrase that comes up is Yod Y O D the Father. Now, Yod the father was a cult leader, a sort of yogi that gained a small gathering back in the 1970s. His ministry died out upon his death um, in a hang gliding accident. He actually decided to hang glide after not ever hang gliding before and um, didn't know any, any aerodynamics and went off the cliff and went down, down, down. Um, tumble, 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 break, break, break until he was dead at the bottom. Now, it does not appear that Chuck Schumer had any interaction or affiliation with Yod the Father. Again, that would be um, 
going against this religion if he is a religious Jew. Okay, the next phrase that comes up is no more men dictators. No more men dictators. Now, this could be applicable to Chuck Schumer, who considers presidents to be a sort of dictator. Um, whether the word is just referring to male dictators or just uh, dictators in general, uh, Schumer does have a problem with Trump, even though Obama was 10 times worse than Schumer, uh, worse and Schumer all but bowed down and worshiped, uh, Obama. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Boy, there's so many things I'd like to say, but I don't want to offend people. And plus, uh, you know, like mom said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Unless, you know, it's, it's the truth and you can proclaim it. And that's why I'm very dubious when I read some of these things, because I don't want to be seen as giving out false information. Okay. The next word um, is, uh, as a name, actually, it's Amando, A-M-A-N-D-O, Fernandez. Now, in 2000, Schumer, along with other senators, held a committee meeting um, and a fact-finding meeting on Cuba's oppressive government and the struggle for justice of the people that live there. Uh, one of the people interviewed was uh, named Ms. Fernandez Amando um, Valladares. Yeah, I think I said that right. I know that it's a stretch, but the two names uh, do come together in more ways than just one in uh, the Camatria numbers. I do find it sort of uh, ironic that of all the evidence presented showing that Cuba's socialist government was found wanting and devoid of justice, that today uh, Chuck Schumer seems to be a proponent of socialism like that of Cuba or uh, you might throw in there Venezuela. Okay, the next uh, phrase is annihilating U.S. Corp., C-O-R-P, U.S. meaning United States. Um, The only references or speculation that I can make about this phrase is that Chuck Schumer, in true democratic fashion, is anti-military, and I'd suspect that he would want to eliminate the branch of the military that would be used in any attempt to quell a soft coup, That would, and that branch is the Marine Corps, C-O-R-P. S, Marine Corps. Um, <clears throat> if we were talking about industrial corporations, then we consider that Schumer was pro-NAFTA and pro-every treaty that would involve moving jobs out of the United States. He was very unhappy and, vocal, and very vocal about Trump's destruction of NAFTA and other such treaties. Very vocal. And for somebody that didn't like Trump texting or Twittering, um, Schumer twitters twice as much as uh, Trump does and every day. Okay, the next word is Typhon's egg. <clears throat> this gets quite involved. And it's T-Y-P-H-O-N-S and then egg, E-G-G. Typhon's egg is an uh, offtake of a Babylonian legend of a large egg that landed in the Euphrates River. Now, out of the egg came Estarte, um, and that's where the name of Easter comes from, by the way. Um, who went on to be known as the goddess of fertility, sexuality, and war. Wow. There's a, there's a, a threesome right there, huh? Uh, she was a benevolent god in those areas um, if, she was, uh, if she was worshipped correctly. It's interesting that Schumer's middle name, Ellis, which is of Welsh origin, and, uh, and it means benevolent. Benevolence is defined as the action of bringing good. Schumer's defin- um, 
is Schumer, the last name Schumer, is defined by Ancestry.com. And I had to look whether this was a joke or not, but this is real. And it means a good-for-nothing and or a vagabond. But other sources, which I, I think are more accurate, um, render it as being German, a variant of a shoe cobbler. Um, uh, Schumer, you know, like uh, it's a shoe, Schumer. Anyway, um, I'm getting off on the tangent here. The name Charles is defined as meaning a free man. With that in mind, we can determine that the names in their original language translate out to be a free man that is a benevolent, good-for-nothing, or a vagabond or shoemaker. Um, if we want to be kind, it could be a benevolent free man that makes shoes. Um, the interesting thing is that Typhon Zay gives birth to Estarta, uh, who is a benevolent goddess, and Ellis also means benevolent. Many say that the Democratic Party is the party of the people, the party of benevolence, and that they they are benevolent, but uh, at what cost is does their benevolence come? Uh Really, benevolence is supposed to be giving out, given out free, freely without uh, any reward. But uh, everything that the Democrats do, they do in order to get back. Um, truth is that liberals are worthless, good for nothings. Uh, I'd like to change it, and I will in a document. Leftists are worthless, good for nothings. There are some good liberals out there. Okay. Yes, I, David Rafino, said there are good liberals out there. Okay, I'm talking about the old-time liberals, the ones that used to echo the phrase, I may not believe in what you say, but I will die for your right to say it. That used to be a common liberal term back in the 60s and early 70s. However, it is not anymore. They would rather shut us up and kill us. Um, Okay, so if you want proof, name one piece of good legislation that they passed this session that involved benevolence and didn't involve getting them reelected. Uh, the answer is none. Okay. They've spent their whole, this whole Senate term um, trying to take Trump down, doing everything they could. And nothing that I have seen has been passed that does good for for all Americans. Now, another one uh, phrase that comes up is called Sator Square. S-A-T-O-R square. The Sator square was a Roman square with five rows and five letters that produced the palindrome. Um, now, pal- perhaps that, well, let me just read it and maybe I'll explain. Perhaps the number equivalence between this and Schumer, Schumer's uh, reign in a senator that the date uh, 0202-2020 is the first palindrome in the 21st century and the first in over 900 years. The palindrome is something that when it's spelled forwards and backwards, it's spelled the same way. So, 2002-2020, if you go backwards, it's 2002-2020. So, anyway, maybe not uh, had anything to do with, uh, with Schumer, and maybe something happened on that date. Who knows? But um, I really didn't have the time to look it up. You know, when it's getting to be 1.30 and 2 in the morning and you have to get to sleep, it's uh, sometimes uh, benevolent not to research too deeply. Um, the next phrase is, he is exorcise. And the word exorcise is spelled E-X-O-R-C-I-S-E. Now, having witnessed uh, Senator Schumer on video shooing away an unseen entity from his chair in the Senate could mean that he 
exercised the chair. Basically, he he cast out what was ever sitting in the chair. It could also mean that he attended an exercise session where the demon came out of someone and entered into into Schumer. Uh, the second seems more plausible. Um, okay. Okay, the next one, blow your mind, born again in truth. <clears throat> now, as I mentioned above, Chuck Schumer is as uh, a first-degree Mason. Now, it's possible that this source that I access were older, and he's progressed a little more, uh, a little or a great deal in a Masonic doctrine. We don't know, and I can't find anything. And the Masons usually pretty give this information out pretty freely because they're proud when they have somebody of Schumer's cal- caliber in their in their midst, and they like to brag. Okay, Satan's side always likes to brag. Um, Masons perform rituals, and when when they advance, they're told that they're getting closer to the true meaning of Masonry, which they later find out means that the Masons worship Lucifer. Uh, when old knowledge is discarded and new knowledge replaces that knowledge, it can be seen as being born again, a born again experience. The New Age equated being New Age equated being born again as an awakening and uh, change in vibratory level uh, to the initiate. In the New Age, the born again experience is instantaneous, whereby in masonry it's an evolutionary process. So. When you hear somebody come into church and say they're born again, folks, make sure it's in Jesus. Make sure it's through the Holy Spirit because New Agers can be born again. And I think the Masons use that phrase, too. Now, now hold on to your hats. Um, there's a little more to this uh, because the phrase, the phrase born again in truth could be a revelation that uh, maybe someday Charles Ellis Schumer could come to faith in, in Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ. However, for the time being, the evidence that uh, is that uh, it is either a New Age or Masonic born-again experience. But this is why I'm really careful when I look at this, because there are some evidences in some of these people, and this is really the first one that I've done a broadcast on, that maybe later on, remember the man is Jewish, and remember that 144,000 Jews are saved during the tribulation period, it is possible. Now, um, you're probably going, yeah, but he's not a virgin. He's got three daughters, um, which we'll talk about in a little while. But um, if you look at that phrase that they were virgins, it doesn't mean that they didn't have relations with women. It means they didn't have relations with the woman. And that means the woman in, um that sits on the back of the beast, whose cup is full of the blood of the saints. They didn't have a relationship with the woman that is the, uh, the, um, oh, the new age religion. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. Okay. Because everybody thinks that they're going to be, um, Jewish virgins, uh, meaning sexual virgins, uh, or asexual, maybe be a better phrase. Um, but that's not the, necessarily the case. They just didn't have any relationship with the uh, the harlot of Babylon. Okay, now the next um, phrase is numbers are lights. Okay, now this could be some sort of code to refer to George H.W. Bush's speech about 1,000 points of light spread throughout the nations. and uh, That would be volunteers in making America strong, a stronger nation. He later brought that to mean the world. Um, 
the problem is that George H.W. Bush is one of the most evil presidents that America has had in, in the office of president. So his overt meaning probably had a had a covert meaning too. Uh, since uh, Chuck Schumer is is intent, it seems, on destroying the United States with socialism, it's quite possible that he is one of those points of light. Uh, in other words, Luciferic in nature, uh, that is that is being used as uh, the same as opposite in that order of fashion. Also seeing that the numbers of his name, along with the words that have uh, equal numeric value are so revealing about his character, it could allude to uh, the gematria revealing that the names of, equiv- of equal numeric value shed light on who Charles Ellis Schumer really is. Okay. The next phrase is, thou shalt not, as in the first words of five or six sentences in the uh, Ten Commandments. I I immediately thought of the Ten Commandments when I saw this phrase. I'll confess that I don't know uh, Chuck Schumer well enough to say that he uses Yahweh's name in vain. Um, And by Yahweh, I mean Jesus Christ um, or the Lord or God or whatever. or that he's uh, committed adultery, or that he's made idols and worshipped them. Uh, I do not know from his Senate record that he's stolen anything. Um, just look at what he and his cohorts have done to Social Security, however, and uh, that is a, a no-brainer to come to that conclusion that there has been theft involved. I also know that for the past three years, he has borne false witness against President Trump and some of his Senate peers. I have to remember that he's worldly man, however, living in a fallen world. So where the other commandments are concerned, he's probably broken most, if not all of them. Heck, they're hard enough for somebody saved by the blood of Yeshua to remember to keep, um, let alone somebody that's in a, a, a fallen person living in a fallen world. And I always uh, am amused by Christians that will, oh, well, he did this and he did that. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but if a person's a sinner, a sinner is supposed to sin. And that's what defines them and how they're different from us. We're sinners saved by grace. There are sinners that aren't saved, many of them yet not saved. Um, so when a sinner sins, don't act like it's a big deal because they're supposed to. <laughs> okay. You're supposed to sin. They're fallen in nature. They haven't been regenerated like you and I, if, if you're born again, that is. The next uh, words that came up were protein molecules. Now, this gets interesting. Uh, with this numeric equivalent comes the idea of COVID-19. If it's a virus, and, and I've done shows that maybe you want to listen to that suggest that maybe it isn't, it's encased and it's made up of protein molecules. Um, Chuck Schumer, with many other political leftists in Washington and worldwide for that matter, have been very proactive in clamping down on American freedoms because of this supposed virus. Their ultimate aim is for the new normal <clears throat> to be restrictions on travel and gatherings and for forced administration of the vaccine, mostly uh, the one that Bill Gates is promoting or working on and uh, trying to, to make. Um, of all the numeric equivalents in this document, this makes the most sense, or it's in the top 10 anyway. So when you see protein molecules, think of COVID-19, think of viruses, and that viruses are made of protein molecules. 
Okay. And they're not alive either, <clears throat> which makes you wonder why <clears throat> um, an antiprotozole and an antibacterial agent work on getting rid of COVID-19 when it's a virus, when those things are never used for viruses. Um, you get the flu, you don't take an antibiotic because it could make you worse. Okay. But it seems to get rid of COVID-19 and you can argue it all you want. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that argument because, um, because it seems like, um, the powers that be have made it to where if you make that argument, you're considered a, uh, an idiot. And, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to side with the numbers and the people that have been cured by taking that cocktail and, um, their lives are, are the proof that, um, I'm right and you're wrong. Um, <clears throat> the next phrase is Obama, King of the South. Now it's no secret that Chuck Schumer had or has an almost orgasmic infatuation with Barack Hussein Obama. It must be remembered that Obama was born in Kenya, which would make him a natural for being the king of the South. Well, he's thought that, too. <clears throat> it's possible that maybe Obama will go back and um, back to Kenya someday and uh, be elected as their president. Who knows? Maybe they'll be elected as the, that area of the world, Africa, to be the um, the person that uh, administers it and is in league with the, uh, the Antichrist. Hmm. Makes you wonder. Okay. The next phrase that comes up is, I'll flee from a Babylon. From a Babylon. That's weird. Uh, this phrase gives me hope for Chuck Schumer. As you probably know, Chuck is Jewish by birth and in religion. Jeremiah 5, chapter 51 talks about Yahweh giving an edict to flee from Babylon so that the Jewish people won't suffer the judgments that Yahweh will heap, will heap upon the beast system. And no, it's not when they left Babylon the first time. It's the spiritual Babylon that they will adhere to during the uh, first part of the tribulation. It's the get out of it, because I'm going to do some stuff that I don't want you to be a part of. Um, it could very well be that Chuck is alive just before the return of Yeshua, and that either then or before that time, he will come to faith in Yeshua. That's why I quit bad-mouthing him on Twitter. Because if he's meant to someday be a, a brother in, in our faith, um, along with uh, other brothers, that uh, Jewish brothers too, that have all come to faith in Yeshua, um, I don't want to bad-mouth somebody that is someday going to be a brother. And this kind of confirms that maybe that's going to be true. Now, there could be another meaning that's equally important. It's no secret that the deep state is the Babylon system. Could it be that Chuck Schumer has an epiphany about that system or that he repents of being part of it and flees from it? Either way, this numeric value equivalent does offer hope for old Chuck. Okay, choppy seas is another phrase that comes up. It's not a mystery that the political system in America is very choppy sea right now. Truth be told, Chuck has been responsible for stirring up those seas with his rhetoric. However, this numeric equivalent, along with the one above that I just read, uh, might couple together to show that Chuck realizes the tempest that he has created and lies within. He's in a position to make the seas calm 
uh, excuse me, he is in a position to make calm the seas or make them more perilous from where he sits right now. Hopefully he chooses the former. The next phrase that came up is Egypt is free. <clears throat> now this could be a reference to Schumer who despised the uh, former president of Egypt. I think it was Mubarak. Um, who was the ter- no, it wasn't Mubarak. It was the one after Mubarak who was a terrorist sympathizer and a proponent of the current president of Egypt uh, who is seen by many as a new lease of life for the Egyptian people, Coptic Christians, Jews, and everybody else in Egypt. That's not a terrorist. So uh, another another thing that Chuck Schumer did that was kind of a righteous thing, um, uh, supporting the uh, the now leader of uh, Egypt that's uh, giving new life to those that are living over there. Um, another phrase that came up was Bessie May Khufu Ra El. <laughs> well, this looked promising because, you know, Ra was the god of Egypt and um, El is the god of Israel. And Khufu was a pharaoh. Um, Bessie May just threw everything out of whack. Um, it looked promising, but after a lot of research, I couldn't find any correlation between these names and Chuck Schumer. So it's Bubkus. The next one was uh, Duncan Angus Campbell. The only correlation that can be found is that there are people that have served with Schumer in the 113th Congress, all having the last names Douglas, Angus, and Campbell. Uh, neither neither or none of them were Democrats, and um, all three were Protestants, while Schumer is Jewish. If a tie can be made, it's very hard for me to me to find. Uh, the next phrase is CIA kills Romney. Uh, there were several attempts on Mitt Romney's life when he was running for president against Obama, but nothing is mentioned about Schumer having any knowledge or attempts to stop the, the, the CIA or that uh, the CIA was even involved. Okay, the next one is going to be very controversial. You guys know where I stand about Michelle Obama, that she's a transsexual. Her real name is Michael Robinson, and there's a lot of proof to, to show that that's true. <laughs> and pictures don't lie. Um, however, um, this is kind of interesting when it comes to Chuck Schumer. Uh, the word is called trans-spotting. Now, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, does he know how to spot transsexuals? Um, you know, is there is there a way, does he have a certain talent to be able to spot them? Well, now I had to think how to delicately present this subject because it's conjecture, but seeing the way, the way that politics are with Michelle uh, Obama most probably being Michael Robinson and Bill Gates's wife, uh, Melinda, probably being a man. The odds of this being <clears throat> true grow leaps and bounds. Pardon me. <clears throat> uh, transpotting is something that happens when females transition into men. They still remain their, they still retain their female body parts, but the use of hormones creates conditions where uh, blood spotting continues until the testosterone levels finally level out um, in the woman that's posing as a man. Now, pictures of Iris Weinschall, uh, Schumer's wife, tend to lend credence to his wife actually being a man. God, I hope I'm wrong. I know they have children, right? Well, so did the Obamas, but they rented their kids from another couple for many years. 
and I present some pictures of um, Schumer's wife, and she's quite androgynous. Um, okay. The next the phrase that comes up is Sumerian records. Uh, Sumerian, Sumerian re- <laughs> from Sumer, Sumerian records talk about a lot of things. One of those things that is um, the experiments that the Anunnaki performed on mankind. Now, this is all conjecture, okay? Um, firstly, I do not promote or endorse, endorse the history as presented by the Sumerian records of the Anunnaki. They are perverted attempts to discredit the plans of uh, yod heh vav or Yahweh, which caused people seeking for the truth to go off on strange tangents. Uh, just read Stitchin's works. Uh, Zacharias Ditchin, that is. However, uh, there are extra biblical books that um, that are scriptural in nature, which do show that fallen angels did ing- mingle with early uh, mankind, especially the women, uh, that resulted in a race of half-breeds whose spirits stay are what we call demons. And that's what it says. Demons are, are not fallen angels, folks. Fallen angels are the fathers. The demons were the, uh, the Nephilim were the children. And when the def- Nephilim killed themselves off, their spirits were, are what demons are today and have been for millennia. Uh, there, there are uh, reports <clears throat> that this work continues today and there are, are some elites that control the world that are either hybrid humans or fallen angels in human form that hold military or political positions. If Chuck Schumer is a hybrid, it would be, ex- it would be evidenced by his actions and miracles that occur around him. Uh, shooing away unseen entities from his chair is one evidence. Okay. He is, um, he can see unseen others, which makes him either highly spiritual in nature because he's because he's a chimera or a nephilim, or because he's a psychic or psychotic. Excuse me. Um, another evidence is that uh, he's made political career that has held the same Senate seat for decades, while doing rev- relatively nothing for his constituents. A fallen angel would be able to hoodwink people in such a way as to have it appear that he's effective for their cause while not being effective at all. Think about that. Okay. That uh, kind of reminds me of the uh, the guy that has the office down in the basement of some big uh, corporation who uh, shows up at a Christmas party 40 years down the road and everybody asks, who are you? And he says, I don't know. I've been working here for 40 years. So we've never seen you. Well, that's because I'm in this obscure little office that nobody knows about. Well, this is kind of the opposite because he's in a very uh, visible office, but... Um, Again, he uh, somehow miraculously gets uh, reelected over and over again for doing basically nothing except running his mouth and uh, bearing false witness against the people that he doesn't agree with. Okay, the next phrase is, and social media useless. This was Chuck Schumer's first response to Donald Trump when Trump was running for office and even after he attained the presidency. Schumer constantly told Trump that he was abusing social media by tweeting so much. Um, But the funny thing is now that it appears people like Schumer and Pelosi tweet uh, and post on social media formats twice as much as Trump does. Check it out for yourself. See, 
It seems that um, what was once useless is now very useful. Um, and it, it has a second meaning, too, that I didn't put here and I need to put here is that uh, uh, social media in the way of the mainstream media is really useless. I live in Oregon, and folks, and there's spiders everywhere, and one of them was just coming down right in front of my face. Um, I had to dispatch him to uh, to spider hell. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really weird. You'd just be sitting here, and all of a sudden there's a spider in a web above you. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, the mainstream media is really useless when you think about it. Uh, they're doing more to turn people towards Trump than they are to turn him away, and their bias is just ridiculous. Okay, the next word that comes up is Barry London, common spelling of Barry, and London like the city. Uh, this numerical equivalent caused me to question about the health of uh, Chuck Schumer. Performing a Google search of Barry London only yields a famous cardiologist, one of the best in the nation. Could it be that Chuck Schumer has a heart condition that he's being secretly treated for? Why would the name be? Why would his name be equal to that of a renowned cardiologist? Using a variety of words while uh, while searching uh, brought up absolutely nothing about any sort of health condition for Chuck Schumer. Nothing whatsoever about his health, actually. This is a man who wants to know, wants President Trump to uh, um, turn over his medical records, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, Democrats, including Schumer, were adamant that Trump uh, releases medical records. They feigned that they were concerned that he was not a well man, citing that he ate too many McDonald's cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know, you can't use the word races, but I love McDonald's cheeseburgers, especially the little ones. Um, to say that is, is really cruel. <laughs> um, okay, this concern by a group of individuals that would dance in the streets if Trump died in office was atypical of persons asking the questions. I think that it's, it's important that all politicians have a transparency about their health, seeing that uh, we elect them into office for a term or more to be uh, public service. <laughs> um, and I laugh at that because they're really not public servants. They more, act more like dictators and uh, and overlords than they do public servants. The next word that came up was interesting, very, very interesting to me. And it's actually a phrase, Lord Lucifer Estes, E-S-T-E-S. Biblically speaking, Lucifer is a cherub that was created as one of the that brought praise to the Almighty God. He rebelled and took a third of the angels with him. The term Lord is only used by those uh, who worship the fallen angel. Okay, he is hardly a Lord. Um, a rebel, yes. A usurper, yes. But Lord, hardly. The word of interest here is the word Estes. It's an old English word that means of the east. We know that Cain was banished to the land of uh, east of Eden, the land of Nod, which uh, some surmise could be a, a barren wilderness. Uh, we are told that Cain built cities and had many descendants. One author uh, named Jim Wilhelmson, he's a friend, a good friend and a very good brother, asserts that the east of Eden refers to the inner earth, which is entirely possible in my estimation. It didn't used to be, but after a lot of research, I don't know. It's uh, it's possible. 
Um, if Cain was banished to the east of Eden, that is outside the realm of possibility that Lucifer was located there too. Or is it outside that realm of possibility? So, um, and in the next one, we'll get into the sides of the north, because um, uh, that's where Lucifer aspires to go to, the sides of the north. But why would he want to go north unless north was east? Interesting. We'll check that out later when we do um, Biden. Okay, and the next one, and I think it's the last one for Chuck Schumer, is the phrase, no longer listens to God. <clears throat> now, did Chuck Schumer ever listen to God? God only knows, right? The answer uh, to this one is involved. Aside from uh, Messianic Jews, very few Jews listen to listen to God. Orthodox Jews listen to their rabbis or get their messages from the Talmud, which is a series of books written by commentators of the of the um, the Talmud and some, and maybe sometimes of the Tanakh, which is the entire Old Testament books. Um, that's what it's called, the Tanakh. Uh, conservative Jews follow tradition, which is basically celebrating feast days, uh, mourning on sorrowful days, and some read the Talmud but very few dust off their Torah scrolls. Reformed Jews are mostly Jews in are, are mostly Jews in name only, sometimes attending services, but most uh, consist of hollow faith at best. Reconstructionist Jews, which I just learned about three or four years ago, are Jews that, and I thought I knew everything about this religion, our religion here, uh, Restructionist Jews are Jews that say that they are Jews but can um, mold themselves into whatever they, role that they are presented into play. In other words, uh, they're very good actors. Uh, from what I've observed, Chuck Schumer probably practices a watered-down form of conservative Judaism. Conservatives listen to the rabbi and to the sages but rarely unroll the Torah scroll, except for occasions like bar mitzvahs, um, Pesach, which is Passover, Yom Kippur, other, et cetera, the feasts. Um, in my, it's my estimation, if my estimation is correct, he no more listens to God than he takes seriously the needs of his constituents to the point of fixing, uh, the issues and addresses their desires with any seriousness. So anyway, that concludes, uh, Charles Ellis Schumer had some very interesting things in there. I'll get out of that, and then we'll go into the next one because uh, we've already been on for an hour and 18 minutes, and this next one is long. So um, you might want to put it on pause and go get yourself a, a cup of coffee or something. If I had the opportunity to pause this, I'd go in and make a nice bowl of popcorn, but I'm sure you wouldn't want to hear me crunching popcorn in your ear. Okay. Now, I looked up Charles uh, Schumer, excuse me, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. in the Gematria and came up with a lot of interesting things, which even went further into other interesting things. And you'll see that um, there was a phrase that came up and I'm going to spell it for you because I don't think there's any way to say it that would be coherent. It's spelled with a capital T U S C V T. W-O-T. Now, when I first saw it, the last four letters correspond with the theological uh, word book of the Old Testament, but I don't think that has to do with this. And uh, besides that, what does the rest of it mean in front of it? Now, I spent days of constant internet research before I could figure out what this means. To be quite honest, 
I do not know what the acronym stands for, but if you place the Comatria calculator, place it in the Comatria calculator, it yields some interesting results when you look, not at the Hebrew, but at the English Comatria and the simple Comatria. In the English Comatria, it yields a score of 978, because remember, that is the one that goes A is 6, B is 12, C is 18, okay? That's why the number is so high. And in the simple, it yields a score of 163 because A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, D is 4, and likewise. In a simple gematria, the values are placed by letter ranks. And I just told you all that stuff, so I'm not going to read it. But anyway, so um, let's let's look at the Hebrew gematria first. And, um, and after that, we'll look at the other ones because all of them are very interesting when it comes to uh, Joseph Robinette. Biden Jr. and this guy has no reason to be president and if you're going to vote for him hopefully after we go through this he'll change your mind because the man is wicked and evil um, but before you leave don't leave right now listen just listen to what I got to say what is name values equal and and then go from there then if you want to pull the plug go for it um, the first phrase that comes up after the one I just told you about, is Christopher Van Wee Ingram. Now, there's no correlation with this name and Joseph Biden. My best guess is that some guy with his name plugged it into this name, plugged it into the Gematria calculator, and then saved the name, which seems to be a common occurrence. Okay, that one's quickly. Okay, now the next one is uh, the phrase, uh, what is the Tablets of Destiny? This is an ancient tablet, uh, Sumerian legend says, that's, uh, and exp- that is explained thusly. Uh, in, Metes- in Mesopotamian mythology, the Tablets of Destiny, um, bear with me because there's a lot of names here and I know I'm going to mess some of them up. Sumerian, and then it gives ac- the actual um, name, the, des- the Tablets of Destiny in uh, cuneiform. Um, Dub Namtara uh, in the Akkadian, it's uh, Tup Simatu or Tupi Simati was envisioned as a clay tablet inscribed with cuneiform writing, also impressed with cylinder and seals, which, as a permanent legal document, conferred upon the god Enlil and his supreme authority as ruler of the universe. In the Sumerian poem, Ninurtu and the turtle (laughs) made me think of the the flat earthers thinking that the earth is on a turtle. Um, It is the god Anki rather than Enlil that holds the tablet. Both this poem and the Akkadian Anzu poem share concern of the theft of the tablet by a bird named uh, Imdagud in the Sumerian or Anzu in the Akkadian, supposedly whoever possessed the tablets ruled the universe. In the Babylonian Enuma Eish or Elish, uh, Tamet bestows this tablet on Kingu and gives him command of his her army. Marduk, the chosen champion of the gods, then fights and destroys Tiamat and her army. Marduk reclaims the Tablet of Destinies for himself, thereby strengthening his rule among the gods. Um, 
so that that talks about what the tablets of destiny are they're a sumerian mythology basically um the next phrase that comes up is i am the queen of the matrix sitting upon her throne Ooh, opposing the matrix so we're opposing the queen that's great okay um this is obviously the woman who rides on the beast otherwise known as the whore of babylon that's mentioned in revelation Biden is a deep state operative and a puppet of the New World Order, so it stands the reason that he's part of the beast system and is either knowingly or unknowingly worshipper of the whore of Babylon. The next phrase that comes up is the mother. Isis is the mother of fertility goddess and goddess of magic and healing. Now, this meaning is strongly coupled with the meaning above. Isis is the Greek name for the Egyptian god called Aset. Her name literally means sitting on the throne. She is also referred to as the Queen of Heaven. Um, reminds me of Mary. <laughs> yeah, the Catholic tradition of Mary, anyway. Um, Isis is also equated with the goddess that is the Can- that the Canaanites worshipped, referring to the Bible, referred to in the Bible as Ishtar or as the Ashtaroth. It's uh, this. This is where uh, Christians get the word Easter from because uh, the powers that were back then uh, in order to get the pagans to accept Christianity um, made it on the same day as the worship of um, Ashtar or Ishtar, uh, so not to offend the pagans and hopefully bring them into the church. Um, Again, some more watering down of scripture and biblical and Christian uh, doctrine. The same equation can be made regarding Joe Biden as it was made with the previous personage. Okay. Uh, okay, the next phrase is, This is Lesios, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The name um, in the title is not a misspelling. The name of Jesus is the Latinized form of the Greek word uh, Isios. Um so uh, some might argue that this asserts that Joe Biden worships Jesus. Uh, looking at the phrase, it's clear that it asserts that Jesus is a prophet from the Naz- from Nazareth and Galilee. Uh, this is the approach that some Greek or Latin philosophers took during the first two or three centuries after the death and resurrection of Jesus. In addition, it's the title that Islam ascribes to Jesus. They see him as a prophet, even a great prophet, but not the son of God or God incarnate. Uh, Seeing that Joe Biden served under Obama, a known Muslim, it's quite possible that although he was brought up Roman Catholic, he's taken on Islam as a belief system and only sees Jesus as a great prophet and nothing else. Okay, the next word that comes up is uh, Lindsay Vandeweghe. And that's spelled V-A-N-D-E-W-E-G-H-E. She's a famous tennis player, and I found a correlation with Joe Biden. That was easy. Um, The next phrase that comes up, question I, the righteous kill. Now, some might assert that the righteous kill was a movie, and it was, uh, that bombed out right out of Hollywood, and they would be right. However, I want to take this to a much higher um, a much higher righteous kill and the profound meaning that it has we know that uh, the k- killing is never righteous yet 
it can be condoned for the right reasons, but it's never righteous, except for one righteous kill. Simply put, <clears throat> Jesus was the epitome of righteousness, and he was killed. Yes, he laid down his life, but scripture says that it was he was the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. Slain means killed. So if we look at the three references above uh, and assert that Joe Biden worships ancient false gods, is probably a Muslim, Manchurian candidate, and such, we can assert that, like all Muslims, he doesn't see the sacrifices of Jesus as being a righteous slay, thus he questions it. Seems pretty simple to me. But again, it's food for thought, okay? Now the next phrase that comes up is Donald J. Trump, the wall. Now, uh, does Biden play part in politics? Hell yes. In an article written by CNN, by a CNN news person on May 10th of 2019, the report says, <clears throat> and I quote, speaking to a South Carolina Rotary Club in November of 2006, Biden touted his support for a security fence act, a bill that authorized 700 miles of double layered fence on the border though um, through more than a billion dollars in appropriations. The bill was also supported by then-Senators Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. CNN K-File reviewed the video, which had been posted as a YouTube video at the time, so Biden's berating of Trump about the border wall with Mexico is all politics, and like usual, he speaks what he thinks people at any one time or place want to hear. Okay, the next word is Yaldabaoth Demerge Yahweh, W-Y-H-W-H, which is in itself is a misspelling, but we'll go with this one. Um, according to Gnosticism, Yaldabaoth is the name of the Demerge, or the false god, that is called Yahweh, which is the word that, which is basically Y-H-V-H, or yod heh vav um, which is anytime you see Lord capitalized in the Old Testament, that's what the word is, yod heh vav um, And if you look at the Hebrew, you will see the letters yod heh vav and heh. Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, if this is being associated with Joe Biden and some of his prior associations are in line with this one, Joe Biden probably thinks that the Lord of the Old Testament fame is a false god. The next term, uh, capitalism, a capitalism, very evil. Taken into account by his own words, Joe Biden has proven that he is a socialist and that he makes and then it makes every sense that he would regard capitalism as being evil. That's what that was one of the easier ones to try to figure out. Wish they were all that easy. A lot of hours go into these things, folks. A lot of hours. Okay. Next uh, phrase is tribe of Dan, 144,000. Now, this is interesting because there are many stories about the tribe of Dan traveling to Europe. Um, after all, the Danish people claim heritage to being from the tribe of Dan. The thing is, the tribe of Dan has two icons, one being a serpent and the other being an eagle. If the Danites did travel to Ireland, it would probably be those Danites who bore the serpent icon, thus making them evil Danites, so to speak. And the eagle Danites uh, were, were the more righteous branch, uh, were the more righteous branch, if that makes sense, 
Uh, Joe Biden is very proud of being Irish and makes no secret of that pride. If the same but opposite theory holds true, then the Danites that went to Ireland would try to initiate or work themselves into a separate part of a of a, of 144,000 in Revelation, or they would try to initiate a separate 144,000 men, adding um, that to the serpent, adding to that uh, number, uh, people of serpent, serpent seed um, designation uh, that would be added to the numbers. In other words, if the righteous 144,000 um, when they exist, the uh, the evil one will try to make an evil. 144,000 to put his own seed in there because the seed of the righteous 144,000 are the seed of the woman, um, which God clearly made the designation you know, right at the beginning chapters of uh, Genesis. Okay. The next phrase is, I live in a city that cherishes and defends Satan. He lives in Washington, D.C., so this one is a no-brainer. His home is in Wilmington, Delaware, and which, to my knowledge, has no reputation for gross satanic activity. Must be talking about Washington. Uh, another word that came up is Antony Pavlopovic. There's no connection. I think he's another one of those people that put his name in to see what it was worth and just saved it, never removed it. The next phrase that comes up is king and bride of the New Jerusalem. It's common knowledge that Jesus is the king of the New Jerusalem. The Bible describes the New Jerusalem as coming down to earth, dressed as a bride and and, uh, and dressed for her husband. It's my contention that Joe Biden will make war with the saints if he ever comes to any sort of power, in any sort of fashion, that is. Uh, he denies the king, that's quite clear, maybe because he's drunk with power or and desires to usurp, usurp the kingship of Jesus, just like Herod would have. No other kings, um, <clears throat> no other kings. Uh, this man Biden would have no other authority above him. Remember, Herod tried to kill all the the Hebrew children in Bethlehem, born in a certain time frame that he supposed that uh, Yeshua was born. Okay. Next phrase is narcissist projecting his actions on innocent. This this is the tie that binds. Uh, this is a very descriptive term for Joe Biden. He has shown uh, more than once that he prefers the company of little boys and girls, and many people assert, and rightfully so, that he's a pedophile. He is a narcissist by nature, and his fruits bear that fact. Okay, the next term is Red Rhythmic Skywalker. <clears throat> okay, are you ready for some New Age psychobabble? Here we go. According to what I found in research, the Red Rhythmic Skywalker is a galactic Mayan dream spell signature that can be achieved by the following. The Red Rhythmic Skywalker galactic Mayan dream spell signature of the legendary film maker and writer Quentin Tarantino comes with the message today that in order to truly achieve the state of cosmic artist in our own lives, <clears throat> We must evolve our capacity to identify those events in our life that are filled with suffering as the very paints themselves with which we are blessed to create new perceptions and belief systems to share with the greater planetary community. In other words, you take your sorrows from the past and use them to paint or create new thoughts 
about yourself so that you can benefit everyone else on earth. In other words, you become your own God. Okay. The next uh, phrase that comes up, world destruction from child abuse. My goodness. See, folks, what I mean about <clears throat> the numbers designating different attributes of people. This is amazing. Um, early this year, the red pill world, that means people that think clearly, <laughs> was rocked by the revelation that the U.S. military was going to underground caverns to free uh human sex slaves that were abducted and or bred in dark places to be used as sex toys by the elites and or food for the elites uh, and their fallen angel puppeteers. Rumors were that the naval hospital ships that pulled into Los Angeles and New York were used to usher the victims from the scene when they were rescued and that Franklin Graham's hospital beds, it was called Samaritan's Purse, was set up in Central Park to tend to these victims. Note that, that about this time um, is when the leftists really started to exhibit, exhibit strangeness, maybe because their supply of adrenochrome had been drying up. In addition, <clears throat> rumors had it that adrenochrome that came from China was tainted with COVID-19 because it was manufactured in Wuhan, where uh, COVID-19 originated. Um, I do believe that that really happened. I think that's why when you see pictures of Kathy Griffin or you see pictures of, uh, oh, you name it, whatever Hollywood elite you want to talk about, uh, they weren't wearing makeup anymore. They were looking uh, very disheveled, very, um, very pale, sick. It's because their adrenochrome had dried up, their supply dried up, and they didn't have it anymore. And I don't know what kind of withdrawals you go through when that happens, but uh, and I'll never find out, thank God, but... Um, I can only imagine that it's, it's maybe hell on earth, but then, you know, maybe it's just a preparation for the real hell that they're going to afterwards. Okay. The next phrase uh, that comes up that's equivalent is the, a thresher separates the wheat from the chaff. This is applicable in so many ways, but for the sake of our research here, let's just say that the wheat represents is represented by the red pill people, um, or the people that, you know, are looking at things through realistic eyes and the chaff is the blue pill people. We can also compare it to separating the wheat from the tares. Okay. Uh, the next phrase is I would kill myself if I had to do that. Now there are tons of us that think that the evil entities or the evil elites in this world are being given an option by Trump, the military, and maybe some of the Anons to either risk a trial and thereafter go down in history as evil or they are given the option of taking themselves out, much like Hitler did with Erwin Rommel. You should read about that. It's a very interesting story. Rumor has it that this is what happened to George H.W. Bush and John McCain. Nobody is going to convince me that somebody went through the thickest part of the skull of John McCain to remove some kind of cancer. You just don't go through there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, then there's another word, and I'm going to spell it because there's no way to pronounce it. Um, it's spelled K-M-K-H-K-V-V-I-N-G-I-O-O-K-Y-U. And I have absolutely no idea how this would correspond. Even search engines that I asked, and I, I did a, <laughs> I spent quite a few hours in different search engines and stuff. Um, 
asked they asked if I had the correct spelling and said that they were there weren't any results. If you're an anon, uh, you know, like QAnon or another anon, and you know, please write to me. Um, Haganah 7 at gmail.com or at protonmail.com is the other one. That's H-A-G-A-N-A-H-007. Okay, uh, let's start a, a dialogue about this because it's got me stymied and I'd really like to have something to put here before I turn it into a final document posted online. Okay, now this one is going to get real interesting because I, just think about just keep your mind open, okay, with this next one, because there is a possibility here, and um, the ramifications would be chaotic. Uh, these, the uh, phrase is the oldest calendar in China claims that the sun claims that the sun rising from the north. Okay, so this is just really strange, but let's look at it how it might make sense. Now, Jim Wilhelmson, myself, and Eric Smith, we're, we're basically the opposing a matrix staff. Uh, we believe that the Earth's on a 23-degree tilt, which is really a locking mechanism that keeps the fallen angels from Genesis 6 in, in prison. That's where they've been sent. They've been sent to a, a place, in, a special, very special place in, in hell that's only inhabited by them, and they've been locked in there until the end of time. Uh, we speculate that scientists are using CERN for many things, but one of those things might be to place uh, Earth into a zero-degree spin to open the lock and to release those fallen angels. Are you still with me? <laughs> okay. What interests me about this numeric equivalent is that Genesis talks about Cain going to the east of Eden to live in, and uh, some equate that uh, this is where the entrance to the hollow Earth might be. There is evidence that the entrance uh, is in Antarctica, but Antarctica is to the south of the Middle East, not to the east of it, right? <clears throat> what if the Chinese calendar is right? <clears throat> if for some reason CERN, were, CERN is used um, to write the Earth, but the process goes haywire or awry, then it could place the Earth into a 90-degree tilt because the dynamics of the Earth's rotation, it would be less dramatic to life on Earth and the Earth itself if the North tilted to the right, since the spin is from right from left to right. It would work out better kinetically speaking. If that were to be were to happen, the sun would rise in the east. The sun would rise in the east, uh, which is now what we call the North Pole. Um, so the north would become east, basically. It would melt the ice at the poles, and it would open up the lock that holds the angels captive. In addition, we really don't know what the spin of the earth had been before the flood of Noah's time. It could have been 90 degrees from the present spin that and, and tilt that we're in right now. Um, I found an article where Joe Biden went hur in a hurried fashion because he recalls memories of being arrested with Nelson Mandela in South Africa back in the 1970s. Uh, this concern can be found in reliable news sources. Check it out for yourself. I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was like an Onion article or something from the Babylon Bee. But no, it really happened. Um, but what if Joe went to CERN because he's concerned about the news source? Um, hold on a second. 
Boy, I keep setting off Siri, and I don't like that. Um, I might turn it off for good. Um, let me go back. I found an article where Joe Biden went hurt in a hurried fashion because he recalls memories of being arrested with Nelson Mandela in South Africa back in the 1970s. This concern can be found in reliable news sources. Check it out for yourself. But what if Joe Biden went to CERN because he's concerned about a 90 degree tilt along with his thoughts about the Mandela effect? So the two things together. Um, just for kicks, if you have a Google, if you have Google Earth, place Antarctica on the right center and the deepest part of um, the Arctic Sea on the left center. <clears throat> and uh, doing so places Israel almost on the equator and Antarctica do directly due east of Israel by several thousand miles, of course. Could Antarctica be the land of Nod? It's an interesting prospect. It really is. And that would be the reference that the Chinese calendar had of the sun rising in the north. The north is really the east. But by the time that they wrote it, it was the north. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway, food for thought. Okay, the next phrase is the end of mankind will not be pretty. Possibly a reference to the fact that the leftists appear to want to scorch a scorch and burn earth policy for America and end the world if they can't take it over either. Much like the Antichrist will leave the world almost desolate before re the return of Jesus Christ. Okay, the uh, next phrase is my brother's problem is with me. Uh, it appears to be a common knowledge that the Biden family profits off of uh, Joe's name. If his brothers have any problem with him, it would be uh, that his foolishness would not be for good for business when he loses the election. Joe Biden's name will be a liability, not a benefit. Okay. The next one is Ban Mosque in May, May 10th of 2017. Uh, nothing can be found either pro or con about Biden's involvement in banning a mosque in 2017. Um, or his protests thereof. Uh, it, it should be noted that in 2017, in several European nations, restrictions were placed on building new mosques and erections of minarets, which are those annoying little towers that they scream from five times a day. Um, <clears throat> another uh, phrase is consume your power. Joe Biden is on record as saying that the United States uses more power any, than anywhere else on earth and that we need to conserve uh, more power and be kind to the earth and its population. So, anyway, the next one is the Nephilim are at war, SJD. Now, the Nephilim is spelled wrong here. It's spelled N-E-P-H-I-L-I-U-M. That is not a correct spelling, never has been, never will be. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, first off, the Nephilim is spelled wrong. Second, uh, the three references that I find for SJD are for legal degree, Los Cabos Airport in Mexico, and some genetically inherited disease of the nervous system. So this entry is basically bupkis. I call them out, folks. If they don't make sense, I call them out. Okay. Too much Jesus juice is the next one. Um, well, I might have to have uh, a degree of respect for Joe Joe Biden, uh, Joe 
says that he does not drink alcohol because alcoholism runs in his family. An Irishman that doesn't drink, now I've seen and heard everything. Don't mean to be sarcastic about that, but every Irish person I've ever met loved to drink. And uh, the fact that he's not doing it because the alcoholism runs in his family is something that I admire. So uh, good going, Joe. Uh, next one is UFO Contact 2010. There's no evidence that Biden had a UFO experience in 2010. As a matter of fact, the subject is often avoided by Biden. Um, once he was asked if he knows anything, he says he knows nothing, uh, or he's had an encounter and that he doesn't want to talk, or either that or he's had an encounter and he doesn't want to talk about it. But uh, where most politicians are, are getting more and more eager to bring it into light because they know that more people, more and more people are starting to believe in it. Joe Biden is avoiding it. So maybe there's something that happened in his past that he doesn't want to talk about. The next word uh, or phrase is write FU to Viacom. Um, no data available. I can't find out anything about that. The next phrase is you can see the red dragon in Wales. The word C is spelled with an extra E. <clears throat> I find it dubious because they obtained their result by misspelling the word C by adding an extra E. So this is bupkis. Um, <clears throat> besides, uh, Joe Biden has nothing to do. He's not of Welsh uh, extract. Um, and, uh, well, anyway, there you have it. Okay, the next phrase is, you have arrived. It could have meaning that he's finally getting to run for president. It does not mean that he's going any farther, however. Um, the next phrase is divide caterpillars from your genes, G-E-N-E-S. Caterpillars and butterflies have the same gene count while they're caterpillars and when they're butterflies. I had to check into that. I didn't know that. Caterpillars possess the genes uh, to, give them to give them butterflies uh, wings. Um, but those genes are not turned on when they're when they are larval in nature. Uh, the phrase could mean that he needs to realize that he's not larval anymore, but has expanded his mission in life. Um, and it is a fact that caterpillars live longer lifespans than butterflies, so maybe he's not long for this world. It could also mean that he's a fallen angel in human form. Uh, perhaps soon he will morph into an, in his angelic form and leave his lower estate. Uh, where he'd go, I have no idea because he's fallen and they don't go back up. Um, too many assumptions can be made for this, including that maybe he's an insectoid human hybrid. Okay, good. We're getting there. I got to look at our, see what our time is because I may have to. We're at one hour and 50 minutes. We got an hour and 10 minutes. That's all they give me. Okay. The next one and the last one that's specifically for Joe Biden, we're going to get into another area after this, um, is whatever is pure. This phrase obviously is an antithesis to who Biden is. He's a prolific liar, a leftist, is friends with traitors and a traitor himself. He's a pedophile. He's a hero to the blue pill people and a poster child for the matrix. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I was stymied about that entry that's spelled T-U-S-C-V-T-W-O-T, which came up as a result. Now, placing this result in a Gematria calculator leaded the following results. Now, of course, it's going to lead to the same results in, in Hebrew, 
because it was one of the Hebrew words, right? But uh, when you look at the English in the simple gematria columns, um, it explains a lot of things. Um, now, I explained about the two gematria styles, the two others in Hebrew at the beginning of this document, so I'm not going to do it again. So placing that word in the gematria generator um, and the results that were obtained are, are thus. The first one is make America great again. <laughs> Okay, the theme phrase for Donald Trump and the Anon movement. And all of these have the same gematria values, both in the English and in the simple. Okay, which is even more odd. But it is what it is. And trucking ain't easy. Okay, the next one is Barack Hussein Obama. Basically the usurper, the past president that's attempting to conduct a soft coup against Donald Trump which pretty soon is going to turn into a hot civil war. Okay, the next phrase is invisible enemy. Now, this is often used by Trump to describe things like COVID-19 virus, but it also could be a code word for members of the deep state, shadow government, its players, and its leaders. The next phrase is the Lord on earth. Now, I believe this refers to the church, the remnant of true believers in Jesus that are a stumbling block to Satan and the deep state operatives and are mostly um, very strong supporters of Donald Trump um, and haters of the deep state. The next name that comes up, guess. I'm going to give you three seconds to guess. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Okay, well, if you guessed Jeffrey Epstein, you are right. He's a noted crook and pedophile. Rumored, and isn't it interesting that Jeffrey Epstein comes up with uh, Joe Biden? Um He's a noted crook and a pedophile, rumored to be dead by his own hand, possibly being held in protective custody by white hats that give st to give states evidence against the deep state operatives and pedophile network around the world. That's what I think is happening. I don't think he killed himself. I think that somebody that looks a lot like him was replaced, uh, of course, a corpse. And... Um, that Epstein is spilling his guts and that pretty soon uh, these uh, politicians, uh, some maybe some high church leaders um, and actors in Hollywood are um, all not going to be here pretty soon. Um, maybe they're all going to go down and be tried by military courts and executed, um, which would not break my heart one bit. Okay, the next phrase is God is here. Be careful. Uh, this is a warning to the deep state and an admonition to God's church not to fall into the ways of the world and the deep state. The next phrase is the moon goddess. <clears throat> um, also goes under other names is like Artemis, Cynthia, Diana, and other names. Probably a warning that, that the elites and their occult consorts worship the moon and sacrifice during the full moon. That's usually when sacrifices happen. You'll notice that all Hebrew holidays um, start on new moons uh, when there's when there's no moon basically in the sky, and all satanic holidays start at full moons. Uh, now another name came up, Quentin Coleman, and I looked it up and it's actually a person. Um, he's a numerologist, and he's a Christian that researches the number six six six, but also researches other numbers too. And um, I'm going to start checking out his stuff to see um, 
what he has to say because I listened to some of his stuff and it was quite interesting. Quentin Coleman. Okay, the next phrase, Alice in Wonderland, uh, compared with The Matrix, where the an illustration is made that the real world is an illusion and, and the Matrix is the world that really exists. Um, actually, I got that wrong. The Matrix is an illusion um, that really hides. Uh, what does the guy say? The Matrix is everywhere. It's all around us, even in its very room. You can see it. You can feel it. Um, and stuff like that, but it's not what's real. So, gotta fix that. Um, the number 23 came up. Now, there are many variables. However, every human has 23 chromosomes from each parent together to equal 46. A human hybrid would only have 23 human chromosomes. It's interesting that when 23 is turned into a fraction, like two thirds, it equals 0 0.666 almost into infinity in a decimal form. And if you multiply two times three, you come up with the number six, which is the number of man. Another interesting fact is that two thirds uh, in, in its next higher form, four sixths also equals six, six, six in decimal form. And uh, the whole number of 46 equals the number of chromosomes in human beings, that being 46. So where does this leave us and where is Joe Biden, where Joe Biden is concerned? Uh, well, as asserted above earlier, uh, perhaps Biden, Biden is some sort of Nephilim hybrid or that you know, he has had his DNA manipulated to have things added. It's something that uh, it could be something that will happen on the 23rd day of any month in the future or maybe in the past. Or it could be something that would hap will happen to Joe Biden in 2023 or just to the United States or the world in 2023. We'll have to wait for this one to see if it's pertinent at all. Okay. The next one is the Lord of Aliens. This is obviously a reference to Lucifer, the fallen cherub, who was also known as Satan, who led a rebellion against God. Actually, in this timeline, it still needs to be led. Um, it uh, it goes into into eternity and infinity and and being outside of time and space. I don't have time for that right now. Uh, we have proved that aliens are not space brothers, but are fallen angels in the guise of aliens to mold themselves to the modern narrative. A look back at prior presidents reveals that many of them have broached the subject of UFOs, uh, whether in serious or mocking way. Biden has remained strangely quiet about the subject. Perhaps he knows that his mental health has come into question, dementia, uh, possibly, and that the subject is too controversial for him to mention because of that fact. But Biden hasn't always had dementia. He has had brain issues in the past and probably does, that did probably damage parts of his brain. And perhaps the theory above works for that, too. But uh, why, even when he was younger, he never talked about UFOs? Perhaps he worships the Lord of Aliens. Maybe he's been instructed that the subject is going to be revealed sometime at a future date and just doesn't want. And uh, he's just biding his time, no pun intended. Okay, the next one is uh, All Seeing Eye Ray. 
Now, Joe Biden has attributes that make one think that he uh, will not advance to the office of president of the United States. First, he's not a member of any Masonic order that I can find. Uh, second, he's uh, promising to have a female vice presidential candidate run with him, something that the framers of the country and Illuminists do not like. But then you have to look at the fact that he seems to be a Teflon Don candidate. All allegations against him, whether it be that he was involved with the Ukraine oil scandal or the fact that he's a profuse pedophile are all ignored, which makes one take note that uh, the Illuminati-controlled mass media is looking the other way. I do not believe uh, that toward the end of the race, I do believe that toward the end of the race, Biden will either bow out and, believe it or not, allowing Hillary Clinton to jump in and he's as some sort of feminazi shoe in or she will pick or um, or she will pick a male running mate or he will pick a male running mate uh, Biden that is um, there will come a time when his Illuminati handlers will step in and take control of his candidacy and attempt to defeat Donald Trump but even the Illuminati with all their satanic strings probably won't be able to pull this one off oh, and I almost forgot that the ray at the end of the all-seeing I uh, phrase symbolizes the Illuminati practice of worshiping the sun um, and all of their symbols. Uh, now, the next word is paradox of cannabis. Another interesting one. All these are very interesting. Uh, the paradox is very interesting and it plays well into the Biden playbook. The main constituent of cannabis is THC, short for tetrahydrocannabinol. It is a compound that gets you high when you smoke or ingest marijuana. Uh, this is not to be confused with CBD, another compound that actually has healing properties. Uh, what many people don't know is that your body produces DMT within your pineal gland, a gland lo located at the bottom of your brain and directly in the center. It's often called the third eye but pe by people in the new age and Eastern religions. When DMT is produced in large amounts, or when it's ingested or injected into the body, it always leads to hallucinogenic effects. Many people experience strange creatures while in this state, creatures that are eerily similar, similar to the beings UFO abductees see when they're taken away in the middle of the night. Uh, THC, especially in large doses, produces the same hallucinogenic state. And if it's abused by using large doses for long periods of time, can lead to what experts call marijuana-induced psychosis which can be an irreversible state that the user has to, so much so that the user has to be institutionalized because they become schizophrenic or schizoaffective with other disorders. So the paradox is that uh, cannabis uh, can, in, can induce in you effects that your body can already induce, thus creating an additive effect that leads to conditions that cannot be connected or corrected uh, with the use of marijuana being legalized in many states, we now have conditions where people are walking around in a perpetual pseudo-reality where they do not think straight and they will gladly vote for someone like Joe Biden, a candidate that promises free this and free that. Um, it created a constituency that is all doped up and cannot think correctly, something akin to a psychotic zombie apocalypse. Okay, the next word or name was Tyson Fury. Uh, this name shouldn't be here. 
The real name of, of any individual is, that I can find is Tyson Luke Fury. So leaving out the middle name robs him of the real numeric value. People should really think twice about before entering names into the Gematria calculator. Put the whole name in. And if it's a woman, put her maiden name in, for goodness sakes. Okay. The next name is the Archangel Raphael. Now, according to tradition, Raphael is one of the higher archangels assigned to watch over mankind. And one of his missions is healing people. He's often thought to be the one that would stir the waters in the uh, in the, the one pool where uh, Jesus healed the, the blind man. Um, he is also the angel that opened up <clears throat> the Dorina Desert <clears throat> and cast the fallen angel Azazel into the pit to be locked up until the end time when he'll be cast in the lake of fire. After reading uh, earlier about Biden's trip to CERN a few years ago, I've assumed, I have to assume that he knows about the interdimensional capacity, capability of CERN to open up universal strings. Perhaps Biden's trip to CERN was multipurpose, knowing that he was slowly slipping into dementia and desiring a healing. Um, Biden, of course, uh, would not know that calling up the dead and multidimensional beings is prohibited by God, um, who would have no uh, prohibited by God, um, would have no trouble in trying to seek help that he can get. Um, having no trouble, he could get him into more trouble than he proposed in the first place. Perhaps Biden knows about the coming 90-degree Earth, Earth pole shift and preparing Azazel to reappear to deceive mankind one last time. Okay, the next word is 5G frequency. If you listen to any of our other shows, you know that the introduction of 5G technology is going to bring many sorrows to mankind. I produced some good proof that 5G probably switches on COVID-19 virus and probably other viruses too, seeing that places that have had worse mortality rates also have larger 5G connectivity. Uh, Joe Biden probably loves 5G technology because if anything is going to cause Trump trouble, it'll be a second wave of COVID-19 to arrive right around the election time in November. We remember, however, that God prevails and that he does he determines what happens this November, not the Illuminati. Okay. Believe it or not, we're, we're kind of working towards the end here. Um, yeah, maybe. Okay. The next one is God seals foreheads. Uh, we looked earlier at the possibility that Satan will perform the same but opposite, sealing 144,000 serpent seed individuals to mimic God's sealing of the foreheads of 144,000 people that he's chosen as the last as last day's evangelists. Is Joe Biden one of the sealed serpent seed people? Probably, but, we'll ha- but he will be no match for God's sealed 144,000 believers. Um, the next phrase is Jesus is coming, obviously, but there are so, but there are so many that are not ready. Okay, the next phrase, the Lord of Hosts. <clears throat> the Lord of Hosts is another name for Yahweh's armies. The Lord, the commander of Yahweh's armies. Uh, hosts always denote fighting forces and it always denotes angels, especially in the Old Testament or the Tanakh. 
However, in the time of Jesus' death and resurrection, his believers have been recruited into his army. In Ephesians chapter 6, we are told to put on the armor of God, all uh, items that can be used for offensive purposes, but for the most part in defensive fashion. People like Joe Biden serve the God of fortresses, the unseen army of evil hosts. Uh, while we have authority to fight spiritual, spiritually, using the prayer, using prayers in Jesus' name, we let the angels fight the unseen forces and join with them to fight alongside of them when need be. Um, let's see. Something else I wanted to put in there, too. Um, oh, yeah. Remember the Battle of Jericho when um, it says the captain of the Lord's host came? that Joshua actually bowed down to him. And uh, usually when that happened and it was just an angel, the angel would say, don't do that. But that that entity, which is probably, a, uh, they call it a Christopathy or a theophany. Um, Joshua knew who he was talking to. He knew it wasn't an angel. He knew it was the coming king. <clears throat> the next um, <clears throat> phrase that we come up to is, <clears throat> the seventh seal. Now, I feel the best way to explain this is to place the scripture of the seventh seal here for all to read. This proclamation, uh, the gauntlet, in this proclamation, the gauntlet has been cast down, and now the warfare begins. It goes very well with the preceding uh, phrase above. And I put down Revelation 16, 12 through 17, the sixth seal, because it kind of, <clears throat> kind of starts and it melds into the seventh seal. Okay, uh, and behold, when he had opened a sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars in the heavens fell into the earth, even as figs crashed, a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, uh, when she is shaken with a mighty wind, and the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled uh, together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondsman and every free man hid their face in the dens of the rocks and of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? Now we go into Revelation about the seventh seal. And when he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for the space of about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given to him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angels took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. Notice that the angels were given seven trumpets and they, that, that they'll sound soon. Paul tells us that we will be taken to be with Yahweh, Yeshua, at the seventh trumpet. Not before, not before then. After the seventh trumpet, God makes life hell on earth for the people that took the mark of the beast. So what does this have to do? Well, 
you know, not necessarily something to do with Biden, but it has something to do with that. The um, that perhaps soon that the uh, the seven um, trumpets are going to be blown, and uh, when that seventh one is blown, um, it's if you if you believe in Yahweh Yeshua and serve Him, um, we're all going to be with Him, and everything that's been bothering you, everyone that's been bothering you if they're not believers um, are going to be a thing of the past and, and we're all going to go to be with him and then return with him when he comes back. So um, it seems to suggest that that might be soon. Um, hopefully anyway, um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, next phrase is last day on earth. This could be a dire warning for Joe Biden that he will experience his, the last day of his life on earth soon. It could also mean that the church will experience its last day on earth soon. Okay, now the next one I had a little fun with because it's box of chocolates. Okay. Now, when I saw this, I immediately thought of the movie Forrest Gump. I don't like Tom Hanks. I really dislike Tom Hanks, but the movie Forrest Gump was cute. Um, in the movie, the characters heard to repeat several times, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. We hear something similar um, from Jesus who told us uh, not to worry about today or for tomorrow because today is enough troubles of its own. Uh, we never know when tomorrow, what tomorrow brings, so we just need to attend to today, especially in these days of perplexity. And I believe that that's what he wants to tell us in that. Okay. The next word, get ready for this, the USNS, which means United States Naval Ship Comfort. This is the uh, United States Naval Hospital ship. Recently, it was docked in New York City, where it is rumored to have taken the victims of the deep state that were kept enslaved for sex slave purposes and to procure adrenochrome for the elites. The ship is currently at sea off the coast of the United States, eastern United States. Incidentally, about the same time that ship left, ship left dock, the tent hospital that supplied that was supplied by Samaritan's Purse, which is owned by Franklin Graham, broke down camp and departed. Coincidence? I don't think so. Um, you really need to look up, uh, do some YouTube uh, research about what happened during those days, how there were explosions heard deep underground and how um, the military had actually gone in there and taken out these uh, different bases and stuff that are underneath some of these large cities and even out in the, out in the country. And now um, they're taking them back for, for righteousness and taking them away from fallen angels and from, um, from the elite. It's, it's a really neat story. Okay. Uh, the next uh, phrase is a true prophet. We're told in the book of the prophet Amos, uh, the, the ministry of what a, of a ministry of a true prophet is. True prophets live today, but are far and few between. In our current time, there are three true prophets that I can recognize anyway. Those uh, that are being heeded, uh, Mark Taylor, Kim Clement, who has passed away, but whose message is still alive, and David Wilkerson, who's also gone to be with the Lord, um, but his message is is dire and really needs to be listened to and obeyed. Uh, research these three men for more information. Um, next uh, phrase is eyes wide shut. 
Uh, aside from being a title of a Stanley Kubrick movie, and by the way, his last one, it's a metaphor that means uh, it means a person that refuses to see something in plain view because preconceived notions uh, of what this something should look like. The freak, this frequently happens to naive people, it says. Uh, many of us uh, further this definition by equating it with the red pill, blue pill symbology in the movie The Matrix, where taking the red pill lets you see reality, and the blue pill puts you, uh, keeps you from seeing those uh, in power, uh, what, only what they want you to know. It allows you to see that in our society with conditions of being uh, the way that they currently are. There is a separation of people underway, those who want to know what's going on and those who are content with what they're told to do. Okay, the next phrase is the number 42, and it's spelled F-O-U-R-T-Y. Now, at first I wanted to dismiss this because the number 40, F-O-U-R-T-Y, was misspelled. I learned that this was an antiquated, the old way of uh, writing the number. The number 42 fits with the prophetic scripture, and it it is defined as um, basically the number 42 appears in various contexts in Christianity. There are 42 generations or names in the Gospel of Matthew's version of the genealogy of Jesus. It's prophesied that the 42 months of the beast will hold dominion over the earth. That's Revelation 13.5. 42 men of Beth as Maveth. Uh, were counted in the census of Israel upon the return from exile in Ezra 20 or 2:24, and God sent bears to maul 42 of the teenage boys who mocked Elisha for his baldness in 2 Kings 2:23, etc. In other words, it's an important number to God. Okay, the next phrase, and we're getting there, folks. Jehovah in my dream. Now, the proper rendering of the tetragrammaton. Of God's name isn't Jehovah with J O H A J E H O V A or Jehovah J E H O V A H simply because there's no letter J in the Hebrew alphabet. The proper name is Yod Hey Vav Hey or Y H V H or if you want to say Yahweh or Yahweh, it's that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, spelling the name of the Almighty wrong is uh, is the first bad thing that happened in this phrase or this this number equivalent. The second is that we don't know who had the dream. The major disqualifier is the misspelling, so you cannot it cannot be used for the proper numeration. Uh, by the way, Jerusalem is not Jerusalem, it's Jerusalem, Joshua is Yehoshua, Jesus is Yeshua, so there is no J in the Hebrew alphabet. Interesting factoid. Okay, the next phrase is the full armor of God. Again, we have the mention of preparing for battle as if war is imminent. As I mentioned earlier and on other blog pages, the armor of God is both offensive and defensive in nature. The article of the armors are spiritual in nature, meaning that they are used in a spiritual manner in a spiritual war. The next phrase is April showers. This is a way to... This is in a way, a portend that time is short. April showers often come at a time when fresh shoots are starting to come out of the ground and flowers are on the trees. 
Uh, it's a time of spring. It's a time of fresh growth and promise of a grow- good growing season. The summer can sometimes present with unseasonably hot days and cause blooms to fade and fruit to fall off trees. This phase is, to me, is a warning that when the showers come and all seems right, that times will soon turn bad. The next phrase is no more waiting. See how this is all kind of tying in together. This is amazing. Um, this phrase seems to couple with the one before it, that the time of the end has come. Um, having has it has arrived to bring us closer to redemption, but not before hard times try us in the heat of persecution. The next phrase, and the winner is, and that's actually the next phrase, and the winner is. Well, we have to think if we were looking at an immediate winner, that is the winner of a battle or the ultimate winner, that is the winner of a war. Uh, for instance, in the winter of 1944, the 101st Airborne was hunkered down in a small section of France surrounded by German forces on all sides who performed a pincer movement, a quite effective one, too. Um, and they thought that they had lost the battle and seen their last days. What they didn't know is that General Patton had diverted part of his army from the south and was coming to rescue them. Uh, for them, they thought that they lost the battle. But many of them marched forth into Germany afterwards, uh, which surrendered the following May. The next phrase is happiness begins. Uh, this is sort of an ambiguous term, seeing that there are four temp- there are times of temporal happiness and times of eternal happiness. Um, there are those who believe that sometime during the presidency of Trump, there might be a time of happiness as America's enemies are crushed beneath its feet meaning the deep state, I do believe. And I don't discount that that'll happen. What the phrase could uh, also mean is that the time will, that the time that will usher in the beginning of happiness is approaching, but that it will be preceded by a time of tribulation and sorrow uh, with the ultimate ending being the ultimate happiness with the return of Yeshua. Next phrase, the fallen angel Lucifer. Okay, also known by his true name, Satan, the fallen cherub that desires the war with Yahweh and some deluded notion that he will win a war by defeating his own maker. Those who worship him worship him as Lucifer and those who um, he opposes and who fight his effort know him as Satan, the usurper. The next phrase is Saturn loses. Saturn, uh, the Latin is Saturnus, uh, in Roman, is a Roman, in Roman religion, the god of sowing the seeds. Uh, the Romans equated him with the Greek agricultural deity Kronos. It's interesting that Saturn is associated with Kronos. The word is where we get the word time from, like chronograph or chronometer and stuff like that. There are those of us who have read Revelation and know that for a short period, Yahweh will um, suspend time just before the blowing of the seventh trumpet, as a matter of fact, um, that in effect, time will, that in effect, time will lose, or those trying to manipulate time will not be able to proceed. Also, at the end of the millennial reign of Messiah, a new heaven and a new earth will be created, and time will not exist anymore, so Saturn will lose again. He's a two-time loser. Um, the next phrase is, are you with me? A question that's being asked by the forces of evil and the forces of good. 
Recently, Biden asked this question in the exact same words, and no, and and no, that's I'm not with him. Okay. At the same time, Yahweh is asking people, are you with me? The time for indecision is over, and you have to choose one camp or the other. And I would suggest doing it quite quickly. And we've got four more to go. The next one is April 20. Now, several states started to open up after they saw the COVID-19 cases at spike in uh, April 20th of this year. Uh, Americans started to question the validity of the information coming from people like Fauci, the CDC, and the World Health Organization regarding the infection. So those are all things that happened in April or on April 20th of this year. Um, Egotistical goat, probably reference to the goat of Mendes or Baphomet, the goat-headed and goat-legged winged symbol for Satan um, that has become so popular nowadays as wickedness starts to increase and the narcissistic little bugger is becoming bolder with his followers. The followers are making him more public, even placing his image publicly while holding worship service to him or it. Uh, Salute to America is the next phrase, probably a reference to the 4th of July which in many areas has been canceled due to the fear of the spread of COVID-19. Um, it will be the first 4th of July that I can remember, probably history of the United States, where fireworks and public celebrations will not occur. And the last one is righteous king. And isn't it interesting that the last phrase in a numeric sequence is the title of Yeshua, the righteous king. So anyway, all those things come from... Um, a couple of words that were placed in a gematria calculator. And uh, the ones about um, Joe Biden and uh, Chuck Schumer are basically right on. The ones that are about that weird word seem to correlate with our present time in history and what's going on in our present time of history. And it seems to suggest that we're closer to the end than we actually really think we are so that should be a call for a lot of people a wake-up call for a lot of people to examine their lives to be uh, circumspect and to ask god you know what do i need to do to get right with you Um, if you're a believer and you ask that you'll get a question if you're an unbeliever you'll get a you'll get an answer too as i meant to say answer uh you'll get an answer uh, and, and two, and part of that answer is that you need to know him, love him, and serve him because he died for you, and he wants to make you right with him. Most of us want to make ourselves right with somebody, but he died to make you right with him, which is an unselfish act, which is an act of love that nobody in this world or in the next will be able to emulate. So... Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope maybe you've got something out of it that you've been able to um, that you've been able to uh, see that uh, there there is some validity to looking into this. Um, <clears throat> I'll be working on another couple of people and probably doing another show in a week or two. I need to take a little break. I really do. I'm I'm getting a little burnt, um, a little tired. And I needed to just um, take a break. I haven't been feeling that well, so I need to 
um, rest a lot more than I have been. And um, we're going to be doing a show this Monday um, that's going to be talking about um, <clears throat> the different things that are happening with CERN, about them bringing little pieces of other uh, realities or maybe other um, uh, universes into our own in order to achieve their purposes. This is going to be a very interesting show um, tied in with what we just read about uh, Joe Biden going to CERN um, and him thinking that he uh, was jailed with uh, Nelson Mandela when he actually never was. Uh, We'll be talking about the Mandela effect a little bit, maybe a lot, and um, how it's interwoven with what's going on at CERN. Um, There are a lot of interesting days coming ahead, folks, and I just pray for you. Um, I'll say a prayer real quick when we end here in a second, but um, we need to start getting serious about our relationship with with Yahweh, um, the Lord. You call him the Lord. Um, and we need to <clears throat> realize that at the time of feigning um, our love for him, feigning a relationship with him, and living life riotously or even uh, quietly while not serving him is not an option anymore. Um, we're going into a phase where we're probably going to be in, in our nation in a, in a hot civil war pretty soon. And it's not going to be pretty. You're going to have to make decisions that you probably thought you would never have to make. Like, who do I serve? Or, you know, is my neighbor really uh, an American? Are they really for American values? Are they really for biblical values? Or are they my enemy? Because believe me, they're going to turn you in. (laughs) First chance they get, folks. You might love them. And they might be saying they love you, but the first time that you piss them off or the first uh, time you don't wear your mask, they're going to be calling the authorities and they're going to be coming to get you. And if they do away with um, um, due process in your state, like they're doing away with it here, uh, by simply not wearing a mask, you could be sitting in a prison cell for or a jail cell for upwards of a year waiting for a trial. And even when you get to trial, you're probably not going to get a trial like we traditionally remember trials being. Okay? So, um, until this mess can be cleaned up, expect things to happen, weird things. Um, Things that you never thought would happen are going to happen. So, um, all I can say is uh, get into some heavy prayer. If you're called to fast, do it. Um, And it doesn't mean stop eating everything. It just means eating the things that you find pleasurable or not eating them and uh, giving them up for things that uh, might be healthy for you. I do think that some diets are fasts. Okay. If he calls you into a full fast, then do it. Um, Just, we need to start being obedient to obey is better than sacrifice. Scripture says, scripture says that my, my, Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice and my sheep obey. My sheep listen to me. Are you going to be a wise sheep and listen to him? Or are you going to be one of those sheep that are going to fall into the ditch? And he's going to have to pull your rear end out of the ditch in order to save you. You know, 
it's it's time to start acting sensical instead of nonsensical. It's time to start questioning everything that you do that if it's going to bring glory to Him. Um, I might I don't think I told you this, but um, last week we were we were out car shopping, and to be quite frank, <clears throat> uh, actually it was a day when I was feeling halfway decent. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but um, I prayed before we went. I knew that we were only going to have a couple hours to go because I knew I was going to start feeling crappy again. And and I said, Father, if this is not meant to be, let it just fail. And, you know, we were looking at a really nice car, and I really wanted that sucker bad. But um, everything we did failed. And I walked out of there kind of morose that we didn't get what we wanted. But at the same time, I walked out of there knowing that my prayer had been answered. He didn't want us getting further into debt. He doesn't want us in debt. He wants us to be debtless. I know that's impossible in a lot of people's lives, but he wants us to start being responsible with everything, including the money that he allows us to have. So pray about everything, folks. Pray before you go anywhere. Pray about it. You might get an answer, don't go. And you might read in the next day's paper that, there was a bad wreck on the freeway, and you would have been involved in it had you gone. I've had that happen to me. We just have to be very obedient, and the best way to be obedient is to have a relationship with him. And it's a two-way relationship. You ask, he answers. Okay, it's not a, Lord, I want this. Amen. No, it's, Lord, can I have this? Is it your will for me to have this? What is your will in my life? What is your will for me to do today? You know, um, please, even if I have the worst day, let me be able just to be thankful and and serve you. You know, things like that. Anyway, I'm just rambling on. So, Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, and or I pray that um, that this message that went out today will not return void. Pray that in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would prepare hearts for the times that are coming. We pray that the revelations that were that were brought forth tonight will ring in people's ears when it comes time to vote, that they'll pass this revelation on to other people who will, who will see it and will realize that people like uh, Joe Biden and, um, and uh, Mr. Schumer are not who they say they are, but are enemies of the evil one. And, Father, we, we take it just a second to pray for Chuck Schumer because there's a possibility that maybe he's redeemable. Maybe you have him set as being one of the 144,000 uh, Jewish believers or Israeli believers or Jacobian believers, maybe is the best way to put it, at the end of time. That he'll be out there ministering for you, Father, that the once great Chuck Schumer will will be like Paul, that will he'll be brought low and will become a, a servant to many instead of a master over, over many. So we just pray your will in our lives. We pray your will in, in, the, in, in our country. We pray your will in this world, and we pray that uh, you would help us to overcome our enemies, that we might maybe, possibly, just live a few years of prosperity and righteousness without the uh, encumbrance of 
uh, communism and socialism that are being thrust upon us and all the other isms and all the other sexual deviancies, Father, that uh, we will have a, uh, a country that will experience prosperity never as before, as never before, and that uh, that righteousness will reign in this land and that your people will will confess their sins and bow down um, and humbly ask you for forgiveness and that you will hear from heaven and heal our land. And we pray all these things, Father, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach and the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, we'll see you Monday night for that show. Uh, it starts at 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. I think it's one you're not going to want to miss, okay? So um, we'll talk with you soon, and um, have a blessed weekend, okay? Just have a wonderful and blessed weekend. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Good night.